It's Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, once again, we're on the road tonight here in Hutch. A uh, big night here in Hutchinson always is. We have Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich up with us again. Guys, last week we played Salina South down in Salina and uh, pretty lopsided win. Uh, talk to us about how our team graded out on all aspects. Well, I'll start with special teams. Uh, I, I thought our special teams played way better. Um, made a few adjustments on our kickoff coverage team. Uh, I'm not sure if they ever got the ball past the 20. Uh, they they did a good job. You know, we're kind of a gap kickoff team where everybody has a gap, and uh, um, I thought our guys did a really good job. We had a punt return uh, return for a touchdown, but got it called back because a couple blocks in the back. So really worked on that this week. But for the most part, I thought our special teams played played really well. Um, offense, same same deal. I, I think we uh, maybe had five penalties and 32 total plays. So we, I think we ran. 27 plays total. Um, probably a little over half of those were with our ones, and the rest was with our JV and our twos uh, and threes. So uh, uh, out of the 32 plays, um, most of those were positive. I, I thought our offensive line played better. Uh, they did try to do a couple things that Bishop Carroll did with, with pinching their ends and all that stuff, but our, our kids really worked on that the, the week before, before we were going to play them. So they played well. Uh, game plan was to throw the ball a little bit more, um, but uh, it just didn't happen because we didn't, we didn't want to look like we were trying to run up the score or anything like that. So uh, kids played hard. Uh, we talked to the kids before the game. We didn't know how the game was going, but uh, we felt pretty confident that that we could win the game. So we told our kids when when you know you go out and play a team like this and and you kind of know that you might win. Uh, that those are the games that are kind of upsetting to a coach more than anything because then you know the kids know they're going to win, so they start you know just not going hard. They start you know their their minds somewhere else, and uh, we ask them to stay locked in. We ask them to um, treat this like a championship uh, Friday, uh, like a state championship. You know, let's go out and attack, no matter how good they are, how bad they are. We want to see kids compete, and uh, I, I thought all three phases competed, and uh, um, you know we we had very little mistakes, so so that was always good. Uh, yeah, defensively, I'd say for us, you know, it was it was encouraging to see, um, especially for a lot of our young guys, not making the same mistakes this week. Our last, you know, this last week against Salina South that we were making the first two weeks um, that we were playing. So uh, this week for sure was about us. I thought our guys did a good job of staying on the throttle and making sure we're going out and being intense and, and playing, even though they uh, they, they knew that they, they coached Sam, they knew we were probably come out and get a victory here. But um, good growth from the young guys. It was a good week of preparation. You know, we really hammered the fact that uh, we were making a lot of mistakes that we shouldn't make as far as the defense goes, and, and we really emphasized us just cleaning up mistakes. You know, it wasn't about, wasn't about sliding south. It was about us as a defense getting better and continuing to get better, preparing better, um, practicing better, and going out and executing a whole lot better, and I thought we did that better uh, last Friday, and hope we can keep that going tonight and get it done against a different 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 style of offense that's gonna that's gonna challenge us in different ways. I'm gonna stay with you, Coach Wietrich. Uh I know you guys really don't like to talk about just individual players, but uh, you got a guy on defense that, as far as I can tell, he's just dominating, and it's Andon Carpenter, and. 
talk a little bit about him. He he just looks like he's 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 in the middle of everything. Very aggressive kid. Yeah, well, Andon is. Uh, you're right. He is exactly in the middle of everything. He's our nose, and uh, we ask him to do a whole lot for us. And our our defense, you know, basically anchors off him. So. Uh, if he's not the player he is, we got to do a whole lot, a whole lot of things different as far as our defense goes. If we can't have a, a good, good performance from our nose guard in our in our odd front, so uh, yeah, I mean he's a team leader. He's a workout guy. He's a he's a locker room guy. Um, the last couple of years, early early in his high school career, is really quiet really quiet guy we're always trying to get him to be more vocal in his leadership and stuff like that because the kid's always doing stuff right and uh, he's always living lifting really hard he's always working out really hard he's always practicing really hard he's, you know he's an effort guy it's like man just be vocal be a leader and then this, this year he's really kind of stepped up in the off season as far as being a vocal leader and a leader for our defense and uh you know not only schematically is he, is he the anchor for us up front as far as nose guard he's the anchor as far as our leader um just as a defense in general so uh can't speak more highly about him he's uh he's, he's a great kid um, really fun to coach, and then also uh, it makes this makes our defense a whole lot better when he does what he does on Friday night. So expect a big night for him tonight because he's going to take on a, a pretty solid Hutch O line that's going to be coming at him. I'm sure they're going to have all sorts of bodies flying at Ann and Carpenter. So uh, <laughs> he, he's going to lock and have a great night tonight. I'm sure. Coach Clark staying with uh, players and special moments. Uh, I know Conley Hamlin uh, scored a touchdown. This week, uh, long snapper for us too, a program guy, if you will. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, his progress and, and how you like seeing these kids that have been out for four years and, and really show some leadership as seniors. Old Conley Hamblin, we, we call him Condog. Uh, he, he Talk about a locker room guy, you know. Uh, Coach Wietrich just talked about Andon Carpenter being a locker room guy. Conley is the locker room guy. Uh, he is the rallying point behind the team. That the, There is not a kid in the school that does not like Conley Hamlin. Uh, he's a very likable, lovable kid. Um, I mean, he, he can be whatever he wants to be when he grows up. Uh, he's got great social skills. He's got great work ethic. He's he's a very selfless guy. Um, you know, he's a senior, and he's, he's playing third-string quarterback right now. And uh, um, he, he wanted to get on the field. So he taught himself this summer, new read list was graduating and said I'm going to teach myself to snap and uh, um, last year he kind of started it and we looked at him and we, we were like he's never going to be our snapper never ever going to be our snapper and uh, he worked at it this summer worked really hard at it worked worked at it with uh, Mr. Hamblin and his brother you know at, at his house on his own and he's become a really good long snapper I mean he's a really good long snapper so uh, uh, that, that's the type of kid he is when he sets his mind to it he can do whatever he wants to do um, you know he, he got in the touchdown and I th- there wasn't one kid that wasn't excited one, one person in the stands that wasn't excited for uh, Conley Hamlin to to get a touchdown. It, it was really fun to see. It was fun to see him gain a little bit of confidence, too. He's had some nice runs this year also, but uh, I couldn't say enough about Conley. He's just a great kid. Uh, the The team rallies behind him. I mean, if, if you want to talk about top five leaders on the team, he is one of those, and, he, and he's not a starter, which is pretty special to be a, a non-starter yet, be one of the leaders on the team. Uh, great character. I could go on and on about him, but it was so nice to see him get, get a touchdown, and uh, it's also so, so fun to see the success that he has in special teams and everything that he's doing. You know, uh, the game last week against Salina, uh, there was looked like a big-time injury out on the field. It took 15, 20 minutes to get the young man off, and I've heard since that he, he's okay. But 
that gives us, you know, that kind of leads into this question, uh, and we probably ask you this every year, but uh, uh, talk a little bit about our training staff. We're awful, we're awful fortunate to have those guys, and uh, I think they keep your players going. So talk a little bit about those guys. Well, uh, you know, for one, the, the kid, I, I've had a ton of people text me or, or ask me how that kid is doing. Um, you know, we had to take about a half an hour break. The ambulance came out and all that. Um, said he felt his neck, neck pop, so they, they were being very cautious and, and uh, you know, called the ambulance. And uh, he went and got an MRI, ended up coming back to the locker room after the game. You know, I talked to Coach Sellers. I checked in on him, and uh, he said he was in there, and he's been practicing all week. So the the, the kid's fine. So so that's good. And he's he's a big part of that Salina South team, so that's, that's good that he's back. But uh, um, our training staff, uh, you know, I've – I've been here 19 years, 16 years as head coach, and all I've known is Rex, Rex Schott. And uh, um, by far the best trainer in the state. Uh, he's he's in all these Hall of Fames. I think he's in the Derby Hall of Fame. We're going into it. Uh, he's he's part of some you know training hall, hall of Fames. He's been a trainer for WSU, and he's just been a rock for our program. Uh, he he knows this stuff. Uh, I say this every year. Um, you know, if I, I never question Rex ever. Uh, I, I used to. You know, when I was younger, I was like, ah, no way. There's no way he he did this. Uh, Rex is always right. So uh, he can usually diagnose somebody before uh, they go get an MRI or a, uh, an X-ray or anything like that. But I, I couldn't say enough about Rex. Uh, the one thing, I, the the only thing I don't like about Rex is I, I made him sign a ten-year contract uh, one year ago, and he's retiring this year. So uh, that's very sad. We're not going to have him on the sideline. But I got a feeling we'll see Rex uh, after this year. Uh, it's going to be sad to see him go because I've never been on the sideline without Rex. I've never been to a practice without Rex. So uh, he's a big part of this team. And uh, he did did get – we've got an assistant trainer this year for the first time, um, a paid position that's going to take over, and and she's she's really good. She's learned from Rex. She she did a lot of – she spent a year with Rex with our program, and and now she's back. So uh, she knows how this program's ran, and uh, um, Rex has kind of showed her the ropes. So it's going to be a good – and I know he's going to help her out, you know, the next couple years too. So – He'll, he'll still be around a little bit. But uh, I couldn't say enough good things about Rex. He's, he's such a big part of this program, yet, you know, he's always behind the scenes. He's always showing up on Saturdays, giving our kids treatments. He's always there before practice. He's always there after practice. Uh, he's always taking phone calls from parents and stuff like that. I mean, he's, he's got a full-time job with this. Well, guys, as we mentioned, uh, it's Hutch week. It's always a big week. Uh, I know clear for years and years, you practice Hutch all the time. It's a unique offense they run. Uh, I know the defense shows us some different wrinkles. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how we're going to match up against the Salt Hawks. Well, I'll talk about their special teams and their defense a little bit. Uh, the special teams are really solid. Uh, a lot of the same stuff uh, that they've done for years since the Dryling era. Uh, you know, all, a lot of these coaches, the head coach even has, has been a coach with Coach Dryling. So they've kept a lot of the stuff the same. Uh, special teams, they're, they're always solid. Don't make too many mistakes. In the, the past couple of years, they've done a lot of onside kicks. Haven't seen too many of those this year. But I got a feeling we, I mean, we're preparing for him. You know, you, you never know. And then uh, defensively, 
Uh, probably the best, uh, not probably the best defense we've seen on film. Uh, they, they're, they're not like Bishop Carroll where Bishop Carroll tries to confuse you with stemming and, and changing up their defensive front. Uh, they pretty much stick with, with what they do. They may surprise us tonight. Who knows, uh, with the different defense that they've shown on film, but, uh, um, they, they run their defense kind of like our defense, a little different, but they run it really, really well. They've got uh, their their front three D linemen are really big. They're really aggressive. They fly around. They're very disciplined, um, almost so disciplined we kind of know what they're going to do. Uh, their linebackers are two inside linebackers, number 10 and 51, are two of the best inside linebackers we've seen. 51 is probably the best uh, defensive player on their team. I mean, he flies around. He's a headhunter. Uh, reminds me a lot of Miles Wash. Um, maybe a little bit faster, a little bit skinnier, but uh, um, just is aggressive and then uh two outside linebackers are really good uh they they are disciplined guys they they don't give away an edge they box a lot uh their two safeties are probably two of the best safeties we've gone against uh 38 is a really good safety uh 14 is also a good safety too uh they they kind of change up their coverage a lot uh sit a lot of cover two um they're probably going to play our option game pre- pretty tight they're going to be sending corners and stuff like that uh but, and then their their corners are good too number four is probably the best corner we've seen all year uh i mean he's a lockdown corner they put him on an island and they pretty much just wipe off a receiver with him just is just big tall and uh very fast and just uh, has been locking down people so by far the best defense uh just you know, skill-wise that we've seen. Uh, their schemes are, are good, too. They're well-coached. They're disciplined. So it's going to be a tough night for, for our offense. Yeah, offensively uh, for Hutch, you know, they're running the uh, the flex bone. And I, I know uh, I was fortunate enough to coach one year with uh, Coach Vernon uh, in, in a past job. So uh, me and him, we know each other pretty well. He's a good friend of mine. And I, I, know, I know for sure he's going to have those guys fired up and ready to play derby. And uh, – um, yeah, Flexbone presents a whole lot of different challenges for us as far as the defense. You know, we've been last couple of weeks has been a lot of spread game. You know, a lot of uh, short passing routes that kind of been problems for us. Passing game's kind of an issue. Stopping the run hadn't been, but the running attack's always been out of out of a spread type look. Um, this look coming from Flexbone is going to be you know a lot more smash mouth, old school football uh, that that's becoming less and less common. So it's becoming more and more difficult for us to line up and play because our kids haven't seen it. So uh, then last year we because of the COVID situation we didn't get to play Hutch. So and and one concern for us is the more and more you get away from playing Hutch the less and less your kids are familiar with it, the more and more it's a shock when they come out and see it on Friday night. And one of the, one of the things that's been a challenge for us is, uh, you know, replicating that look. You know, if, if you're not bought into that style of football, uh, it's hard to get a scout team to give you a decent look. Um, our, you know, our offense, we, we, we had them run some flex, some flex bone against us and good on good, and, and that, that, it, they did a pretty good job of giving us a look. And, our offense, shoot, they're probably a really good flexbone team. <laughs> but uh, but they gave us a pretty good look. But, I mean, it is hard to replicate that look in practice. So, uh, you know, you do the best you can. You give them scouts. You try to tell your kids that you got to watch the film and you got to trust what the coaches are telling you. Um, eye discipline and doing your job is going to be a big emphasis for our guys on defense tonight. Um, so if we do that, we got a lot of young guys that haven't seen it. We got a lot of young guys on defense, you know, that haven't started against it versus a, versus a good a good Hutch team, a good flexbone team. So, um, 
now we we hope we got them ready to roll and our guys are they're excited they know the pressure they know the hutch thing they know the the magnitude of this game as far as derby and hutch uh so they're gonna be fired up but uh we'll we'll, we'll see what happens and make sure our guys are ready to roll tonight yeah coach uh hutch they're two and two you know we're three and oh so it should be a good ball game uh uh talk to us a little bit about uh the team health uh it didn't seem like we lost anybody last week, but you know you still guys you guys still have contact practices and all that business. So uh, talk to us a little bit about team health. Well, uh, yeah, last Friday we didn't get too many guys banged up. Uh, Wyatt's still out. He tried. I mean, he, he's one of the toughest kids on the team. Uh, he, he's a right tackle. He he tried to come back Tuesday, kind of banged it up just a little bit. Probably tried to come back a little too early, but. Uh, you know, it's uh, when you get cleared by a doctor and uh, um, they say it's okay. Then I mean, he, he's the first guy that's going to try to go full speed and, and did and uh, set him back probably another week or so. He, he's going to try to you know pad up and suit up today, but you probably won't see him play. Uh, we, we've also got a uh, um, Talon Neal. He's a backup wide receiver. Um, when when we were doing some good on good stuff, you know, running some flex bone stuff, uh, um, he was carrying the ball and you know cut and kind of tweaked his knee a little bit. So uh, we won't have him for the game, but uh, for for the most part, we're pretty healthy. Uh, you know, Sam's Sam's healthy, had a good week. Uh, that that's good. You know, one of the first weeks that, that we've had him full go all week. So uh, we're excited to see him play. And uh, you know, uh, for the most part, being. You know what? What is this week? This would be week five in, in regular season. Week four for us. I think we're pretty healthy for uh, um, you know just having two kids out. Guys, as always, I know you need to get down to the team. Good luck tonight. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at seven eight eight five four one six. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, 105.9 FM, and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Friday Night Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, The Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockett. Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, DNM Mechanical, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Derby Nutrition. And now here's the Alive 105 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and again tonight with uh, my partner, Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action of the CTL Division One game between your Derby Panthers and the Hutchison Salthawks. Well, Doyle, we always like coming to Hutchison. It's a, it's a great stadium, a great environment here. You know, you got two teams that, you know, in recent times have, have both won seven state championships. So you, you got to look at the history of this. 
And and we talked to a guy a little bit ago down below that was a Hutch guy, and he reminded us of every win that Hutchinson had ever had, I think, in their history. Yeah, I and, think so. Uh, we we had to share a little bit of that back to him, but it was a great rivalry, and and it is supposed to be tonight. Seventy three degrees, wind out of the southwest at two miles per hour. Oh, the weather right now is better than it's been all day long. Oh, it, it is perfect. There, there's just like you said, no wind at all. Uh, the the streamers off the goalposts they're hanging just about as limp as the flag is. Uh, people are still coming in from both Hutch and Derby, and so it looks like we might have a pretty good crowd tonight for tonight's ball game. Well, as we said, you know, Derby always calls it. Coach Clark, when he just left a little bit ago, was saying, hey, it's Hutch Week, and Hutch Week is always important to you. Doyle, uh, Mike Vernon's in his fourth year at Hutch, uh, currently a 14-18 and 18 record. Uh, you know, things have been a little tough for them uh, the last few years, but, you know, by all counts, this is a team that's getting better and better. Last week, uh, they beat Newton 28-10. In that win, Hutch had 243 total yards of offense, very typical of a Hutch team. 206 of that was on the ground. Yeah, and, and that's what we're going to see tonight. We're, we're going to see, uh, and, and uh, you know, it used to be this way at Derby Stadium, three yards in a cloud of dust before we got uh, turf, and uh, that's what we're going to see out of Hutch tonight, I'm afraid. Well, and, and they come in with what we always talk about, the flex bone offense. Well, that offense is predicated on great athletes, and uh, you, to make that work, you have to have that skill position. You have to have an offensive line that can do things Coach Clark talked about their offensive line's pretty good. They're led by uh, quarterback uh, Noah, Noah Kokar, 5'9", 165 pounds. And Doyle, this kid's the real deal. If he gets outside on you, he's going to be a hard guy to catch. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of speed uh, at their skill positions. And, and this guy, I think, is probably uh, – he's the man in terms of speed. So if, if we get him outside and can't, can't get a good angle on him, he might take it to the house. Well, and he's got uh, – Dorian Hippen at six foot, two hundred thirty-four pounds in the backfield, along with Daquan Armstrong at five ten, one fifty-four. So again, these guys, this is an offense that you have to pay attention to because they're they're multifaceted, a very quick hitting offense, and very bunched up. Yes, and, and it'll it'll be a, it'll be quite a challenge for the Panthers. Uh, they haven't had uh, any experience at this this year, so this this will be new to some of the kids. Others uh, have have played Hutch before, but since we didn't play him last year. We had no flex bone to, to draw from for this year. Well, and this is a, a little bit different flex bone team. They're, they're running more of a flex bone that you can pass out of. So they've got a couple of – we're going to see some more wide out receivers and, and things like that out of them. They've got a couple of big guys out there, Nick Lang, Lang at 6'6", 195, and Malachi Miller at six foot one seventy six. So a couple of big targets to hit as well. Yeah, our, uh, our uh, Hutch – historian before the game he told us that this is not the flex bone that they used to run this is now the flex bone like the air force academy runs so we got we got the rundown on that so well and again it's pretty good to know in the old flex what you had to worry about was the tight end releasing and now if they've got that multifaceted offense it's a little bit easier to have a passing game again what we've got to really worry about is the quarterback noah doke kokar so if he gets outside, he's just going to be tough to bring down. Yeah, there's no no question about that. It, it'll be a tough offense to stop, slow down, whatever whatever you want to do. But we're going to have to we're going to have to meet that challenge in order to come out of here with a victory. Now, defensively, Hutch has five st- starters returning from last year's team. This is a defense that has great speed and they flow quickly to the ball. Coach Clark talked a lot about their defensive line and how big and physical they are, but. Probably the guys he talked about the most were the safeties. 
He said, you know, these are safeties that really are fast. They're aggressive. They fly to the football. They have Devon Hackney at six foot 190 and Kinzer Newquist at 5'10", 165. And he goes, these guys are, are just beasts the way they come at you. Yeah, and, and that, that's what it takes. That's what a safety is supposed to be. Uh, you know, unless you're in a passing situation where they've got to cover, you want somebody to come down and play that extra linebacker position. And, and the way Coach Clark talked, these guys are very good at that. Well, and there's not even a question about the fact that Hutch wants to come in and stop the Derby rushing attack. So they're going to come at you with those safeties. They're going to dare Derby to throw the football on them tonight. Well, you know, and, and that's probably good strategy on Coach Vernon's part is, is to uh, take away one of our one of our packages, and uh, hopefully the uh, the package he doesn't take away will hurt them a little bit. Well, and, and last last week, you know, Derby didn't have to go to the pass, leading by seventy points at halftime. It was one of those situations that Coach told us uh, on Monday at, at at the JV game. He said, you know. I would have liked to have not thrown the foot, or I would have liked to have been able to throw the football. But he says, you know, I'm not going to do that against uh, anybody when I'm when I've got a big lead. Yeah, and and you got to like that. that's just you know that's that's just part of uh, sportsmanship, in my opinion. As we mentioned, Derby last week beat Salina South, 77 to seven. In that win, the Panthers totaled 378 yards of total offense. As we mentioned, the rushing attacks what did it 349 yards on the ground. And Doyle, again, it was just one of those ball games that people go, well, how'd you only have 378 yards of offense? Well, we had interceptions. We had fumble retar- pickups. We had, I mean, you name it, and we, we were able to score. Yeah, and, and I looked at the stats. Uh, they finally came up on the Internet, oh, I don't know, midweek, I think, and, and the Panthers ran about half the plays that Salina did. And just 30-some, maybe 40, I, I'm not sure, but Salina had 60-some plays, so – it was, uh, you know, but that was indicative to when they got the ball and how they scored. Well, Dylan Edwards touched the ball just seven times last week, 132 yards and four touchdowns. Mercer Thatcher, five for 81 and two touchdowns. And, you know, from there, it just it just flowed. I mean, everything the Panthers did worked for them. We think it's going to be a whole different ball game tonight. We expect to have a, have a real good football game here at Hutch. Yeah, it, it, it usually is. There were some years where uh, Hutch just, I mean, be honest, Hutch just blew our doors off, but it's kind of evened out here the last few years, and, uh, uh, you know, I expect I expect a good ball game tonight. Well, you know, just individually, Dylan Edwards has 608 yards on the season rushing the football, Doyle averaging just at 13 yards per carry. Yeah, and, and I got to I gotta bring up one uh, rushing stat that uh, – it's kind of impressive. Uh, Braxton Clark, he, he's had three carries, and he's averaged almost 25 yards a carry. But it's been in a mop-up role, yes, but uh, that that's pretty good, average 24.3 yards a carry. Yeah, it doesn't matter what level, what you're doing, that's a, a very good average. We're gonna we're about oh, just a little over three minutes away from the start of tonight's ballgame, so that means we need to get in and give uh, give our starting lineups. Starting on offense for the Panthers at one tackle, senior Alex Key, 6'4", 285. The other tackle is junior Mitchell Johnson, 6'3", 220. One guard, junior Chris Thompson, 6'1", 270. The other guard is senior Jonas Vickers at 6'3", 285. Center for the Panthers, Dylan Kahn, a senior, 6'3", 290. Tight end will be senior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. Your wide receivers are junior Caleb Brown at six foot two hundred, junior Trayvon Rose five nine one seventy, 
and junior Nathaniel Keener, 5'9", 160. Your quarterback is senior Mercer Thatcher at 6'4", 195. Running back starting is junior Dylan Edwards, 5'8", 155, but also seeing plenty of action, I'm sure, will be sophomore Derek Hubbard at 5'7", 165. The specialist kicker, Scott Simmons. The holders, Mercer Thatcher, and the long snapper is Conley Hamlin. Starting on the defensive side, on the defensive line, sophomore Mason Hopper, 5'10", 190. Senior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 260. And senior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 260. Weak side linebacker, junior Cade Shelton, 5'11", 190. Strong side linebacker, junior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 185. Your middle backers are senior Cole Minton at 5'10", 190, and junior Miles Wash at 5'9", 185. Corners are junior Elijah V. Hill, 5'7", 145, and senior Jaden Metzger, 5'10", 155. One safety, sophomore Caden Rojas, 5'11", 160, and the other is senior Brian Murph, 6'1", 180. Also seeing action on the defensive side will be Baker and Clemens, in the defensive backfield. That are that is your starting lineups, and we're about a minute away from the start of tonight's ball game. Well, Doyle Hutchinson won the opening toss, and they've elected to receive. So, you know, you can tell uh, right from the start that uh, they want to go out and see if they can put points on this Derby team. So, maybe uh, an interesting call by uh, Coach Vernon here of taking the football again. No wind here. Hutch is going to defend the north end zone. Panthers have the south end zone. Doyle. Nice color matchup. Panthers are in their green uh, pants, white jerseys and green helmets. Hutch, of course, in their typical white uh, pants with uh, blue helmets and blue jerseys. Yeah, it, it's uh, both teams are, look good, but I know that looking good doesn't make you play good. So uh, we're ready to go. We're probably 20 seconds away. Panthers uh, special teams, the kickoff team, has not left their sideline huddle. You can see Coach Clark giving them some some final instructions. And they're ready to go now. Oh, well, this is a kickoff team that last week got worn out. It was a track meet of how many times they kicked off. And, uh, you know, Coach Clark mentioned it to us earlier tonight. He was very pleased with how, how these guys performed last week. It, it appeared like, and I don't know whether it's by design or it just happened, but it, it appeared like uh, Scott Simmons was kicking the ball very high. And that gave our coverage guys time to get down. And, and that, that's how we had some success because the, the runner had to be dodging derby hats just as soon as he caught the football. We know that, that Simmons has the leg enough to get it in the end zone. That's why maybe, it, you know, it was planned for that. So we're ready to go. Simmons is approaching the football. End over end is going to be short, going to be taken at about the 25. Out to the 30, knocked down hard. There's a penalty marker right at the point of contact. I'm going to guess maybe it might be on Hutch. We'll wait and see, though. Yeah, we'll see where, where it goes to. Uh, that could be detrimental for Hutch, actually, because the ball was returned at the 22, and if you tack on 10 or 15, they're going to start deep in their own hole again. Remember, Hutch elected to return or to get the football to start the game. It was a block in the back, Kevin, so it's going to be – Either we'll we'll wait and see where the ball is pre placed. They're on their twelve yard line, so that was about a what ten yard penalty. 
So Panthers are ready to go. Saltock's ready to go. Of course, they come out with two wideouts, and they're in their flex bone offense. Quarterback under center, two wingmen, and a fullback. They show motion. They give it on a cross buck, if you want to call it. Misdirection, I guess. They pick up two, maybe three on first down. Well, Sam Same paid the tackle very quickly for the Panthers. Boy, he closed extremely quick to make that play. Again, I think this is the first week that Sam's been truly healthy. Looks like the ball's on about the 15-yard line, so that would be about a three-yard pickup. So it's going to be – I'm going to call it second and seven for the Salthawks. No score. Again, they show motion. And on a keeper, quarterback, he's going to get stuffed for maybe a yard, after maybe a yard game. Again, Dokar is one of those kids that you don't want to give him any daylight. You know, Coach Clark talked about him. He goes, this is a true guy that can really run a 4-4-40. So he goes, he gets outside. He's going to be a lot of problems. Looks like, looks like third and just under six yards for Hutchinson. So this could, you know, if they are passing the football, this could be the first first pass of the ball game. Third and fairly long. Back to pass. Got a man out in the flat, caught, being chased by the Panthers. He got all the way out to the 42-yard line. Well, and you hate to see that because he came out of the backfield and he was left wide open. I mean, it was an easy play for Dokar to hit him and, you know, going to bring up a big first down for the Salthawks. As soon as, soon as the receiver cleared the line of scrimmage, he raised his hand, here, throw it to me. And, I mean, he was wide open. That was an easy one. Well, and those are those adjustments. Again, we haven't played a flex bone team for a while, so those are the adjustments that you're going to make as the game progresses, and I'm so, sure Coach Wiedrich's on that. Big gain on third down. They are out to the 42-yard line. They're on 42. I say we're going to see the fullback carry it this time. We haven't seen him yet. And the quarterback, he's going to be dropped by Andon Carpenter. I didn't see a flag. It looked like one of the Panthers might have might have jumped offside, but well, I don't see a flag. I actually, it looked to me like that Hutch had two guys moving at the same time, so might have been what you saw out of the uh, Panthers uh, adjusting there, but no penalty, but uh, maybe a busted play because there was no nowhere to go. Picked up a yard. It's now second and nine out to the 43 of Hutch. 9.30 to go. No score. First possession of the night for either team. And on again on a keeper, this time he's going to lose at least two yards. The quarterback, Dokar. Well, Doyle Mint was the first guy to hit him. You look at that, literally eight Panther guys get off that pile. So close quick. That's what we talked about. Coach Clark talked about. You got to be athletic. You got to put a hat on a hat. Eight Panthers in on that tackle. Well, this will definitely be a passing situation. It's third down and 10 from the 42. After the two-yard loss, so and that last guy that was open was our safety's responsibility. So exactly, he might have been on the run, so he'll have to be ready this time. Back to pass, straight back, being chased, going to be sacked and lost two yards by the Panthers. Well, and you know the Panthers did a better that time on picking up the guy coming down the field, but more importantly. 
you got to put pressure on the quarterback, and Panthers did just that. It's going to be fourth down and 12 yards to go. Dylan Edwards is standing back at his own 30-yard line. I don't know. Looks like Kokar, he's, he must be the <laughs> he must be the utility guy because now he's going to punt. So you got to be ready for a run. Going to get out of bounds, and it's going to be – they're going to have to mark it at least on the 40 of the Panthers, and there's going past the 40 to about the 43. So Derby will have excellent field position with eight minutes to go. No score, first possession Panthers. Well, the, the, the interesting thing about Kokar being back there is you got a really versatile kid that can he can take the ball and run with it. He can do all kinds of things. That time he just kicked the ball very poorly out of bounds for the Saltox. I think he's trying to kick it away from Edwards is what I think. Thatcher and Edwards in the backfield for the Panthers. Trips to the far side. On a keeper, Thatcher, he gets a good block outside, and he's going to pick up four, maybe five on first down. Well, and, and that time – the Salthawks forced Mercer to go outside, and for, instead of cutting it up, they did a good job of stringing out the play. He's getting a good block out there by the wide receiver, uh, Keener. That, that helped him pick up the four, four and a half yards. And again, straight up the middle goes Thatcher. He pulls it out of the stomach of Edwards and picks up about 12, 10 on that play. Hey, you got to laugh because – the Saltocks blitzed, and they were in the backfield, tackled Edwards immediately, and I think the kid thought, man, I just made a historic play, but Mercer Thatcher had the football and picked up first down yardage for Derby. First and 10 down on the 43-yard line of Hutch. No score in the ballgame. 7.20 to go first quarter. Now they give it to Edwards. He's going to pick up 10, close to 10, on first down. Well, typical Dylan Edwards run. I mean, just shows the, the, the wiggle, just gets inside and picks up. You're right. It's going to be right at nine yards on the carry. So good job by Dylan Edwards on his first touch of the night. Second down, and it looks like one from the 30, it's like 34-yard line of Hutchinson. Again, Edwards makes a couple guys miss. He's going to get a first down, but not much more. Well, that's I don't know about that spot. It shows him short. They got a better angle than I do. Yeah, it's very close, but it's going to be third and very short yardage here. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, this is a, a Salt Hawk defense that Coach Clark bragged a lot about. Yeah, it's third, and I, I, I don't even know if it's a yard. <laughs> I think the PA announcer is saying the same thing. It's, it's third and inches. Either one of these guys could, could pick up a first down on this play. Just follow the big the big line. There's a. It's going to be short of the first down. Thatcher was going to pitch it, then decided not to, and by the time he he looked around, he was covered. Yeah, and I'm sure this is uh, he's going to lose two or three on the play, and I think Coach Clark's still going to go for it here. And and uh, you know that was a play that Hutch baited Mercer Thatcher into. Yeah, because he was going to pitch it and. Uh, Changed his mind, and when he changed his mind, he who hesitates, and and now we're gonna we're gonna lose another five yards because we jumped offside. Our one of our linemen. Well, that makes it even tougher. That you know, all of a sudden you're looking at at fourth down and and probably eight now. Well, it looks like fourth and yeah, at least eight. So you you kind of kind of wonder. Looks like we're gonna go for it. Uh, 
I thought we'd moved again, but it was just uh, the tight end getting instructions from the sideline. Yeah, the whole team ended up standing up and, you know, well, as we said, we Coach probably, Clark has an incredible playbook, and I know he was just changing it. We probably ought to get a playoff. Yeah, they because, called timeout. They were yeah, over there waiting. No, to, no way. And it's a, big, it's a big fourth down play. I mean, good call by Coach Clark to, to do that. It's going to be five minutes to go, and while we do have a timeout, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DNM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Bathage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants. Next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, Dole, I go back to I think that was a good call by Coach Clark. It's a big fourth down, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I, you got to think you're going to see a pass play here or maybe a little bit RPO. I don't know that you get real tricky here, but you need to pick up this first down. We might we might see uh, we might see a reverse. We might see uh, some kind of a gadget play. You just just don't know. This This is a long ways to go. No score. Thatcher gets to the outside. First down and more inside the 20, inside the 15, down to about the 13-yard line. Well, you know, and, and Coach Clark never ceases to amaze because I was about, about, about the farm that he was going to throw the football, but ran the option. They bid on on uh, Dylan Edwards very hard. Mercer Reddick cut up field and picked up huge yardage for the Panthers. Yeah, they're down to the 11-yard line, first and 10 from the eleven. No score. Panthers driving. We've got a penalty marker. I'm not sure who it's on. I'm going to guess. It's, Hutch. I'm going to guess it's Hutch. One of their guys may have got to the field later, so we'll wait and see what the referee calls. I'm not sure. Oh, nope. they're waving it off. It was against Hutch. We're going to wave it off. <laughs> no, I don't know. What, I don't even know what the call was. Well, they hadn't even sat, so it was something yeah. that the official might have thought that he came on. I, I have no idea, but they waved it off, so yeah, probably the, a good call. The line judge on the near side is the one that threw the flag, but, it, yeah, it's probably a good call. Edwards straight up the middle, gets down to about the five, picks up six, and I think I think Dylan knows he might ought to have scored on that one. Well, and he was caught <laughs> right at the shoelaces. Yeah. You know, Dylan Edwards is a competitor. He's one of those guys that, Every time he touches a football, he thinks he should score. You got to like that out of it. 420 left in the first. Panthers threatening. Second down and four. Again, Thatcher on a keeper. Mercer's going to get down close to the first down. Yeah, he should be real close. Uh, you know, and, Mer- and I think it's enough for the first down duel. They're, if they want to keep biting on, on Dylan, Mercer's going to have a heyday cutting the ball upfield. Well, that was definitely first and goal from the one yard line. Clock moving, four minutes left in the first quarter. Panthers threaten big time. They show motion. Well, they showed motion, and then the coaches are redoing the play. This trick play, Drake Thatcher jumped under center, <laughs> and they snapped the football, and he pushes it in the end zone. And, and you know, you got to kind of say, I mean, we'll find that one out from coach after the game, but, you know, it did. He, we went into, into motion. 
and all of a sudden he stops and everybody looks to the sideline, as does the Hutch players. Thatcher Mercer shops under center and takes it in for a score. You know, back when we were coaching together 100 years ago, we had a little play like that that worked. And the extra point is good. So with 3.52 left in the first quarter, Panthers jump out on top 7-0 over the Hutchinson Salthawks. Well, and again, I go back to that was Thatcher in motion and Thatcher, his brother, that scores. Maybe that was one of those old backyard plays that they go, hey, remember how we used to run that? You know, nonetheless, it was a nice drive by the Panthers, capped off really by a couple of great runs by Mercer Thatcher getting upfield. Yeah, the, the fourth down run was, was a good run. Uh, again, like you said, they bit on uh, Dylan Edwards big time, and Mercer found a bit of a lane and got a good block out past the line of scrimmage. And uh, so it was a good run by Mercer, and, and that was a big deal to get us down first down inside or close to the 10-yard line. But it's been a, a fairly quick first quarter so far as both teams, I think, actually put the ball up in the air once, but it was a completion. And other than that, it's been both teams running the football and kind of smash-mouth football, which we've known from Hutch Derby for years. Yeah, that, and that's that's what Hutch will do. I, I You know, the, I just don't know that Hutch is comfortable, that comfortable passing. Uh, they, they've always been comfortable running the football, and uh, – that, that passing is a different different story for them. Well, you know, we, we've been told that before that, you know, some of these teams, they, they end up doing a lot of that stuff. They try and get out of the flex bone, and the kids aren't comfortable with it. So, you know, midway through the season, it's like, ah, let's go back to the flex bone and run what we know. And I, I totally agree with you. They don't seem as comfortable passing. Well, a, a surprise to me so far is uh, Dorian Hippen has not carried the football yet. He's their six foot, 234 pounder, and he's their leading rusher, I believe. Hippen. High end over end's gonna come down at about the about the three. Panthers down covering it. They're gonna get the ball carrier inside the fifteen at about the thirteen. Well that's no card, Doyle. That's the guy returning the football for him. Their quarterback and the fast guy Panthers were not shy of kicking it to him. They kicked it right up and uh, get downfield very, very quickly. So Salthawks are going to start this drive again in poor field position. 345 left in the first. Panthers lead 7-0. Oh, they got an illegal block in the back. So not they're going to be back at about the six-yard line. Yeah, it's going to be first and 10 from the six with 345 left. But, you know, the Panthers covered that very well. The, the last game and, the, and so far this game, their, their special, their kickoff team anyway, is, has done a great job. Now keep in mind, the Saltock team is notorious for put, putting the football on the ground. We show Hippen as number 30 or 40 in our roster, but I think 38 is who's out there. I'm going to call him Hippen and he gets the football. He's hit hard right at the line of scrimmage. Great job by the linebackers. Great job by the linebackers, and again, you look up there, and there's there's four of them in on the play uh, very quickly. It looked like Caden Sheldon. Kate Sheldon was the first guy in there. Exactly. So it's going to be second. Yeah, we're thinking Hippen is number 40, uh, but again, our roster shows him, or we think he's 40. Well, we think so just based on his size. Yeah, he's a big kid. Second down and 10. Panthers lead 7-0. Just over three minutes left. Quick pass to the flat. Panthers play it pretty well. They get out, pick up probably six or seven. It's going to be 
third down and about three, I'm guessing. Well, and again, that's what teams have had any success they've had against the Panthers has been those screen passes, the quick hitters, the quick slants. So, yeah, Hutch is, Hutch is watching game film. That's what they're going to go to. It's now third down and looks like two and a half, maybe three for the Salt Hawks. So this could be a run or a pass. And it's a it's a, a play, a good pitch to the outside, and it was a nice nice play by Hutch. They get out to about the twenty five, I believe. Man, it was just a quick pitch. I mean, nothing fancy about it. But again, quarterback was under center. He just flipped it out immediately, and uh, you know, like I said, old, old time student body right. Well, and, and and those guys have those wingmen or slot backs, and and if they go in motion, they'll they'll take a pitch. They'll you know they're ready to to carry the football every time. So first and ten, they got twins wideouts to the far side. First and ten, Panthers lead seven zero. And on a keeper, quarterback, he's going to get out past the twenty five, maybe to the twenty six. So picked up a yard, maybe a little bit better than that. Uh, you saw Dokar that time taking his time, letting the, the clock run down a little bit. That's one of the things that uh, Coach Clark mentioned was. These guys are going to want to drag this. I mean, they want this game. They, they want to run clock. They don't want Derby having chances to score. They want to shorten the game as much as they can, so they'll be running the ball most of the time, I'm guessing. You see Dokar, he's just watching the clock tick down, and he, he won't snap until it's around 12. Back to pass. Panthers rushing him. Just missed him. Gets to the outside. And they run him out of bounds. He's going to pick up two or three, but our one of our outside guys took the wrong angle, and that's the reason why he got outside. Uh, and again, we had guys breathing all over his back. If he wasn't so fast, he doesn't pick up anything. He still only picks up three on the play, but we had Panthers all over in the backfield chasing Dokar. Thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a sack, but uh, again, one of our outside guys took a little bit different angle than he should have, and he was able to scoot outside, but you're right, he only picked up two, maybe three yards. So it's third down and looks like third down and seven. Clock moving. 138. Panthers lead 7-0. Pitch to the outside. And he breaks a tackle and gets a first down. And we had guys in position. Just a, an unfortunate thing that he was able to get out of it, pick up the first. And, you know, what I'm noticing... Dokar's getting hit quickly on these plays. Yeah, that was just another little pitch, and we had a guy out there, but uh, he missed the tackle, so that's what happens. They picked up enough to get a first down. Clock stopped because he went out of bounds, I suspect, and it's 7-0 Panthers with 136 to go in the first quarter. Ball's out to the 39 of the Salthawks. Again, they give it straight ahead, and he's going to look now. Maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. Immediately, a penalty flag in that location. You wonder chop block. You there's all kinds of things. I don't know. Hopefully, not a face mask. Well, I know the Panthers swarmed on him. Chop block. Now it, it happens so quick, right in the middle, that you got to think. Okay, in that area, it's probably a chop, and you just hoped right at the end we didn't grab a face mask. But 
Well, that's two or three big penalties early in the ball game against Saltox. And, and when you said that, I watched one of our guys go off, and he was limping, and and it was our nose man, I think. It was our, well, no, it wasn't our nose man. It was one of our tackles, and uh, he might have been the victim of that chop block. The first down, and it looks like it's going to be 24 yards to go. Clock moving a minute. Oh, about a minute 10 to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead 7-0. Hutch has it on their own 25-yard line. And a pitch back. Panthers play this one this time. That was a good job, but it looked like Cade Shelton burst yeah. through and made the tackle. Cade was just standing there waiting for him, and the young man tried to cut inside of him, and Shelton grabbed him by the shoulder pads and tosses him for a big loss. Right now, Hutch is looking at uh, second and very long. Second, about 30, if I'm doing the math right. Clock is moving. This may be the last play of the first quarter. Back to pass. Being chased. Now he's pulling it down. He's going to run for it. Kokar, and he fumbled the football, and he fell on it. It's going to be no gain. Lucky, lucky that he was able to fall on the football because Panthers had guys chasing all after him. We're putting pressure on Dokar tonight. It's good. That probably is the last play of the first quarter. Clock's moving down below 10 seconds. Panthers lead this one 7-0. That is the end of the first. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Back at Hutch, uh, where the Panthers lead this one 7-0. Uh, you know, Hutch is, I don't know, they've had the ball twice, and they've, they've only thrown the pass, what, once, maybe twice. Uh, they've been running the ball predominantly. Panthers haven't thrown it either, so it was pretty quick first quarter. Oh, no question. Right now, Hutch is looking at third and 29. Again, they are very fortunate. We've been told that they turn the ball over a lot. That time, Dokar, no one around him. He was just scrambling, trying to get out of town, and ball hits the ground, and fortunately for him, it bounces right back up in his hands. Well, they've got third down, like you said. I'm just going to call it a half a mile, and uh, it, it, it Panthers need to hold them here and, and not give them 15 or 20 of that so they can get some good field position off the punt. Now, Panthers' defense played really well. I think we've had one play where we, we gave up a long t- our long uh, pass play that we just misread. Short of that, the Panther defense, particularly our front guys, are putting a lot of pressure on Dokar. Trying to see. Yeah, it's uh, Hopper, Same, and Carpenter are the front three, and they have been putting a lot of pressure, and they've been clogging up the middle on the runs. Third and long trips to the far side for Hutch. Now they're coming back to a half of a flex bone. And now we're going to have a timeout by uh, Hutch head coach. So while we've got a minute, 
tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great Derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. So, well, and, and probably a good call by Coach Vernon with third and so long that this is a huge third down play early in the ball game. Yes, it is. Third and 29 is what the scoreboard says. The Panthers have four deep at about the 30-yard line. The ball's resting on the 20. Back to pass. Just throwing it up to be caught. And it's a little bit short, but great coverage out there by Clemens. And Kokar got leveled when he threw the football. Panthers all over. There's a penalty flag laying on the field. I would have to think a holding here is the call. And if that's it, I think Coach Clark will decline it. Another chop block block. against Hutch. That's two in a ball game. And, you know, you got to get that under control. But, again, Coach Clark's going to decline this. It's fourth and 29 here for the Salt Hawks. So they're going to be punting from deep in their own territory. Dylan Edwards is with 11.55 left in in the half. Dylan Edwards is standing on about the Hutch 45. So we should get good field position. High, wobbly punt, and it hits on about the 47. Edwards picks it up on the Panther 43, 40, 35, and gets knocked out of bounds just inside the 35-yard line. (laughs) Dylan Edwards, again, the the ball, it was a tremendous bounce for the Salt Hawks. They would have picked up big yardage as it was rolling. Edwards was away from it, and all of a sudden, he's. I think he thought, you know, it's going to take the right bounce for me. He took it straight to the sidelines and – Makes makes it a, a very positive play for the Panthers. It's going to be first and ten from the Salt Hawk thirty-two yard line. So great field position after the punt by punt return by Dylan Edwards. Trips to the near side, back to pass goes. Thatcher got a man open, and he had it and dropped it. it Mercer to Drake, and Drake just dropped it. Well, it, it hit hard off of his shoulder pads. It looked like it bounced up in the air where it gets that scary situation and you're going, man, we don't want to see a tip drill here and, and see the Salt Hawks get an easy one, but uh, instead it falls to the ground. Panthers uh, get a, a good opportunity there. It looked like Drake had it, but he got he got hit pretty good when he caught the football. I mean, that, that guy laid a pretty good lick on him. Second and 10. Again, Thatcher on a keeper finds a bit of a lane, gets inside the 30. There's going to be a penalty marker. Thatcher's going to go down at about the 25 or 26-yard line. Now, the flag came in in that vicinity that you got to figure it's going to go against the Panthers, and, and that's what it's going to be. And You know, Doyle, I, I think the Salt Hawks are doing a good job on that play of trying to get Mercer to, to go wide instead of cutting the ball up inside. We're waiting to see what the penalty is. Holding on the Panthers. And, you know, that was on one of our interior linemen, and, Usually where that flag came from, you go, it's got to be on a wide receiver or someone. But I agree. at that time, it was in the, in the interior, and it, it's going to bring up 
second and 19 for the Panthers. I, I agree. You usually see that on uh, one of our wide people. Panthers lead 7-0. There's 11-15 to go in the half. They have second and 19 after the penalty. Back to pass goes Thatcher. Got a man open. Caught. Touchdown, Panthers. Had Doyle, that was a great, great pass that time from Thatcher. And you look out there, and the Hutch guy never figured out that he was in the end zone. Caden Brown on the reception, and it just a perfect pitch and catch. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have drawn it on a chalkboard. Well, Doyle, that. it was like a 35, 40-yard pass, and it was just, I'm going to throw the bomb to you, run underneath it. And he ran underneath it, outran the Hutchinson guy, and he was already almost to the back of the end zone. The Hutch guy was trying to tackle him. Simmons attempts the extra point, and it is good. And, again, I don't want to jinx the young man, but I don't think he's missed this year. Well, you're right. I don't think he has either. But, well, I, I go back. You know, we were sitting there saying Derby's got to establish a passing game. That'll wake up some people because Thatcher just threw a very nice play to Brown that just ran underneath it. You know, sometimes those are the toughest plays right over your shoulder pads. But nice well, it, pitch and catch. It, it was a good pitch and catch. Uh, the Hutch guy was about a half a step behind uh, Brown. But, uh he was able to pull it in and get into the end zone for the second score of the night. So 11:03, Panthers now lead 14-0. They'll be kicking off to Hutchinson as they are facing now Hutch facing the north end zone. They're defending the south. Well, and again, keep in mind Hutch elected to receive the football to start tonight's ball game. So so far, it's uh, not working out well for them. No, not not quite yet. They are. Playing hard, though. The Salt Hawks are definitely playing hard, and the Panthers are, too. And, and uh, you know, it's like we when we talked to Coach, you know, it's Hutch Week. You know, what what do you have to say about that? Well, that's you know, what the guy that was telling us before the game, you know, that and he knew a lot of Hutch trivia from way back, and, and that's what he said. He goes, well, I can guarantee you one thing. He goes, this Salt Hawks team won't quit on you. He said, if we get down, he said, we'll keep fighting. And you and I both looked at him and said we wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, that's right. Looks like Kokar and King are back deep for the Salt Hawks. We haven't been shy about kicking the ball to Kokar, so. No, not so far. But, again, they've been high end-over-end kicks that have taken a long time to come down, and the Panther coverage team's been right there. It's just a little pooch kick going to the secondary. It hadn't been touched. I think Panther, oh, the ball's on the ground. Panthers just about had it, but I think Hutch wow. managed to get that one. Wow, that ball bouncing. It looked like the Panthers might recover it on the first bounce, and then it hit a Hutch Saltock guy, and, you know, he was just laying around loose. But another nice call because I think that caught the Saltocks off guard. Yeah, that was in between the, the second line and the rear line, and they just let it hit the ground. I thought we might get it. We had two or three guys there, but uh, it took a took a Saltock bounce. They got a, They got a little bit of a break there. Anyway, it's their ball. They trail 14-0, 10.59 to go, second quarter. They're on their own 27, 28-yard line. And a pitch to the backside. This time the Panthers defensed it better, but he still managed to pick up two or three. Uh, they yeah. forced him to the, to the wide side. And what you saw was, again, a lot of green helmets forcing that ball outside. You know, I, I've said this for years. At some point, you got to be able to cut the ball up north and south. And 
Panthers did a pretty good job of stringing that play out. Well, this offense, you, you've got to you got to be assignment sound with this offense. You make you make a mistake or two, and and they're they're going to take it to the house. Second seven from the thirty, just over the thirty yard line. Again, they give it to the fullback. He picks up maybe one and a half, two. So it's third down and probably five for the Salt Hawks. Four and a half, five yards to go for a first down. Well, the Panthers are doing a great job of, of making the Salt Hawks have third and long. Third and long. It's a that's a that's a key play there for the Panthers. Yeah, you want to be you want to keep them third and uncomfortable. You know, you don't want a third and two or a third and one. Third and four or five, that that you know, they've got to make a play. 9.50 left. Panthers lead 14-0. Panthers jump, but nobody's offside. A little bit of a screen pass out in the flat. Panthers cover that. Going to pick up maybe a yard. It's going to be fourth down and at least three. And, and you're right. That's all it was. Doyle, the Panthers have gotten so much better at playing that screen pass, and that's all they've tried to do. And you know, what I'm noticing out of the Panthers tonight, very quick. Yes, they're, they're playing, yeah. I agree. They're playing pretty fast right now. Hutch is bringing on their punt team, and, and that's a smart move with a fourth down and three from their own 35. So Edwards is back standing on his 40. So, again, we should get pretty good field position with just over nine minutes left. Panthers already lead 14-0. High snap. Panthers nearly blocked that. Takes a Hutch bounce. Going to bounce down inside the 35 down close to inside the 30, so big break, well, and then I there was a gonna, late hit. I would hope that this penalty is against the Salt Hawks because, to me, we had two guys engaged, and the Salt Hawk guy literally wrestled our guy to the ground, so let's see what they call. It'll probably be, well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, Derby's returning, so you can say, oh, it's a hold, but the last of that play was Hutch throwing our guy to the ground. Ah, see, I and, and they're going to call Derby for. Wow, I and I, I again, you can see they were both very engaged in the play, but then you saw the Hutch guy swing our guy around and throw him to the ground, and unfortunately, that one goes against the Panthers. Well, I, I was watching where the ball was in and up, and all of a sudden, I looked there, and somebody knocks Dylan Edwards to the ground after the ball had stopped rolling. So I don't know what was up. It was either that or he was. He was making somebody think he got knocked to the ground. But anyway, Panthers have it on their own 19, 18-yard line, first and 10. Again, Edwards gets makes a guy miss, gets to the outside, 35-40, down close to the 45-yard line of the Panthers, first down. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you react after you get a big penalty and you start the ball at your own 18, you give the ball to Dylan Edwards and have him pick up 25 yards? He had a good little uh, a, a good little lane to run through. I didn't hear what the officials. Uh, Hutch's player's helmet came off, so he oh, has to leave the field okay. for one play. Couldn't hear it. Didn't see a flag. Panthers have trips to the near side. Back to pass goes Thatcher. A little screen pass out in the flat. Looks like Brown. He's going to get a first down inside. Touch territory at about the 43. I, you know, I like the play calls by Coach Clark tonight. You're you're keeping Hutch guessing. You're throwing the football. You're making them worry a little bit about the passing game. 
Yeah, you know, one one thing complements the other. So now, you know, it should open things up for Mercer and Dillon. Good hookup again by Brown and Thatcher. Back to pass. Then we got a penalty. I'm going to say it's on the Panthers for a false start. Uh, you got to fear it's our, our outside guy because the penalty, again, came up very quickly. And that's exactly who it was on. It was on our wideout on that side of the field. You know, Doyle, for, for early in a ball game, we've seen a ton of yellow flags on the field. There, there have been, and, and the game's moving pretty fast. Clock moving with 8.15 to go. Panthers lead 14-0. It's now first down and 15 after the five-yard markoff. Panthers were in pass formation on that play as well. Edwards straight up the middle. He's going to pick up six, maybe seven on first down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dylan just has that burst of speed, and he gets in behind those big offensive linemen and picks up good yardage on first down. Well, he can kind of he can kind of get in their hip pockets and and uh, then make his cut off their block. So 7:40 left. Panthers lead 14-0. It's now second down and about six for the Panthers on the 30 looks like 38 yard line of Hutchinson. Again, Edwards gets to the outside, finds a crease, one man to beat. Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> yeah, you you got to love that, Doyle, because you called touchdown, Panthers. He was about the 12-yard line, and I agreed with you. There was no way Hutch was going to catch him. He just bounced outside and took it to the house. Nice little lane for him to run through, and once he got through the point of attack, it was all Dylan. It was all speed. I, I, I think unless you have a tremendous angle on Dylan or he's just gassed, you're not going to catch him once he uh, catches that daylight. I haven't seen him gassed yet. He's, his motor's running all the time. Extra point, good snap, good hold, and the kick is good. So with 721, Panthers increased their lead to 21-0 over the Hutchinson Salthawks. And, and so far, Doyle, Derby is not only playing stellar defense, but best game we've seen this year on mixing the pass and the run together. Yeah, they, they are throwing the football, and, and, you know, it's getting that to that point in the season where you got to show some kind of a passing attack or these teams are going to try to stuff you at the line of scrimmage and make you pass. So, you know, Coach Clark's got a good game plan going so far, at, at, as usual. He always has a good game plan, but he's got a good one going so far tonight. He's mixing it up pretty good. And, you know, we're, we're saying that this is really week five. I mean, Panthers didn't have a week one, but, you know, by this time of the season, you ought to be firing on all cylinders. And, you know, we, we talked about it on the way up here. We said, you know, we need to have all facets of the game, you know, the, the special teams, the, the defense and offense going off together. And Man, I, I, I know Coach Clark's got to be tickled with how all of it's going right now. Well, and, and the first couple of games, the special teams, you know, they weren't very stellar. But the, this game and so far this game and the last game, they, they flat turned that around. And, and of course, we've, we've talked many times about, I, I think that's uh, Coach DeVore and, and uh, uh, Coach Clark's, uh, I guess, pet peeves, if you will. Because uh, Coach Coach DeVore sure does a heck of a job with these special teams. And has for, for many years. Well, we talked a little bit about Simmons on the way up. and You know, he's got to go down as one of the better kickers in Derby history as well. No, no doubt. No, no doubt. I'd like to see his career statistics. Another little pooch kick is going to be fielded at about the 12, fair, fair catch at about the 24-yard line. Probably a smart thing because there was several Panthers bearing down on that young man. Yeah, and he probably 
I'm sure the coaching staff had told him after that last kick that we just kicked mid-level was, hey, fair catch that thing. We don't want to take any chances. So uh, good call by the Salt Hawks. Well, I see our the guy I thought might have been a victim of that uh, uh, first chop block. That would be Quentin Dorsey. I see Quentin's back on the field now. I think he, he set out that last defensive series. Samuel Same has taken a breather. So they've got three or four guys they rotate in there, and, and that, that way nobody gets worn out, if you will. A little bit of a misdirection. Panthers stuffed that one after about a yard, yard and a half gain on first down. And, you know, we talk about how these things just take their toll play after play. And, again, that time I think it was Carpenter just planted Kokar after he handed the football off. And pretty soon you start going, man, every play I'm getting drilled. It makes you a little gun shy. You know, Kokar's got it. Physically, he looks pretty good. I think he could take those hits. Because oh, he, he, he looks very good physically. He, he looks good physically. 6.40 to go. Panthers lead 21-0. We're in the second quarter. They give it straight ahead to the fullback, and he picks up maybe two, two and a half yards. It's going to be third down and five. Again, you put Hutch in that third and long situation, and it it really cuts your playbook in half. It's third and six. He picked up a couple on second down. going to be yeah the salt hawks have got a wide out to the near side and the far side regular flex bone formation got to figure they're going to throw it but who would know back to pass straight on a straight drop back panthers hit him oh nearly picked off nearly picked off by the panthers and you're right kokar got leveled again well and the ball was you said nearly picked off it went straight up in the air and panthers had a second opportunity but Kokar once again was drilled. Yeah, he got hit pretty good. He's he's taken he's taken some pretty good, but he's got right up every time. He's taken some pretty good shots, but he's he's uh, doesn't act like. Well, this is this is an all-purpose guy. He's the punter. He's a kick return guy. He's the quarterback. I mean, he's probably down there giving everybody Gatorade when he gets off the field. Edwards is back at his own forty. So that's going to be kicked out of bounds. No, it's going to take a. Touch, bounce, going to stop at about the 45, just inside the 45 of the Panthers. So good field position with 545 left. Panthers lead 21-0. You know, and what you like about Coach Clark and how he makes use of what players he has, you know, you think about over the years, Doyle, there's been so many occasions we have one guy back on punts, and then you see two guys back on punts. This year it seems to be the one guy, Edwards. But, uh, again, it's it's just a coaching philosophy and things that, that he picks up on with the personnel he has. Gosh, the back judge uh, has a pretty good arm, but the near side line judge has no hands. <laughs> it went right through his hands. He didn't even make an excuse either. <laughs> First and 10 Panthers from their own 44. Again, Edwards, he gets to the outside. What a move inside Hutch territory down to about the 39. Oh, ball's on line. the ground. I think should, he should it. be down. Let's see what the official calls I it should be down. It should be Derby's ball. He hit the ground. The ball came out. And I think you're right. Hutch is lobbying that it's their ball. I We've yet to see a call. Yeah, I, I think it's Panthers' ball. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, he, hit, the, he hit the ground. The ball came out. Well, the way the offense is acting, uh, it, it should be. Yeah, it is. But 
Dylan got up pretty slow that time, but he's he's all right. It's down inside the th- 40 to the 39. Yeah, we're going to have a holding against the Panthers, so it's a lot of that's going to be negated anyway. Again, a lot of flags on the field lot, tonight. Lots of flags. Yeah, the ground caught, yeah. But yeah, Thank but you. look where we're going to end up. We're going to be back. I mean, gosh, we're, we're heading back inside right at our 35-yard line, so huge penalty. Yeah, we were. We started on the 44. We're now down to about the 35. So it was a nine-yard penalty. Well, they took it from the spot, and it was a single digit. So I'm sure it was a one of our wideouts that was holding. But it's nevertheless, it's first and 19. Mercer Thatcher on a keeper stumbles his way forward, gets uh, gets out to about the 45, so picked up about 11 on first down. Well, again, he, he squared up quickly and turned up field, picks up good yardage for uh, Derby on the play. Second and nine, five minutes to go in the half. Panthers lead 21-0. Be nice to put another one up on the board before halftime. Back to pass. Thatcher, oh, had a man wide open, and he just missed him. Yeah, and I, I can't tell... I mean, I and I think it was it was probably Thatcher that missed it, but you know, you looked and it was like total miscommunication where the ball was thrown and our receiver was. Looked like it was uh, intended for Edwards on a wheel route, and uh, it just overthrew him. He was open, so it's going to be third and long now, third and nine for the Panthers. Clock stopped with the incompletion. They give it again to Edwards. Going to get down 45 first down inside the 40 to a bell, right at the 40-yard line of Hutch, so first and 10 Panthers. And, you know, Hutch probably has to be careful there. The young man that got him down stood over over Dylan and kind of bugged him for a long time. And, you know, I again, Dylan hops up. Dylan's the ultimate guy. I mean, he's a he, he's a good student, a good, good human being. He just got up and ran right back to his huddle. First and 10 Panthers on the Hutch 40. They lead 21-0. Again, Edwards straight up the middle. Gets inside the 35 to about the 33. So it's going to be second and three for the Panthers. Clock moving. 4.15 left. Again, Panthers lead this one 21-0. And they're threatening to make it 28-0. Well, again, the Panthers, they want to come out of out of every one of these drives with points on the board. You know, it's been a quick first half as both teams have uh, other than the penalties it just we haven't seen a whole lot of stoppage it has been a real quick first half the, the play clock hasn't started yet I, I i'm not sure why not now they've wound the play clock and they wound the field clock scoreboard oh well, just under four minutes left again the panthers lead this one 21-0 again edwards straight up the middle Inside the 25, down to about the 23, so it's going to be another first down for the Panthers. He's just so patient. Well, again, a lot of online listeners tonight. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Olathe, Aurora, Colorado, Phoenix, Overland Park, Bristol, Tennessee, Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles. That's just a few of our online listeners. Again, uh, always remember, once a Panther, always a Panther. First of 10 Panthers on the 23. And again, Edwards jumps to the outside. Now cuts it back inside, gets down inside the 15, to just inside the 15. Yeah, Dylan Edwards just one of those special type runners that you don't see a lot of, and he just feels his way around so well. And that time he just kind of 
hid behind his lineman, saw a little opening inside, picked up good yardage. Second two for the Panthers. They already lead 21-0. They're on the 15. Again, Thatcher on a keeper, first down and more inside the 10, down to about the six-yard line. Well, as we said, Mercer's going to be able to pick up that big yardage when they get so gun-shy of, of Dylan Edwards. That was a nice little alley. The line blocked for him, and, and he got through there and picked up a first down and got down. I guess they got it on the seven. First and goal from the seven. Panthers lead 21-0. Again, Thatcher cuts it up, gets close to the goal. Touchdown should be. Uh, they're nah, going to mark him on it. the. They're going to mark it short. I mean, just barely short. They're putting him on. You know, again, inches away from the goal. I mean, literally inches it's, away. It's not a full. It's not a football length from the goal line. Yeah, it's it's very close. I, I think the near side line judge was going to call a touchdown. Then he thought better. Yeah. So, well, up under center, you know what's going to happen. Yep. Touchdown Panthers. So they extend their lead with two fifteen left to twenty seven zero, and the all important extra point. You know, I've been waiting for this since last week. I knew you would redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah, Panthers are going to go up, hopefully, 28-0 with 2.15 left in the half. And like you said, it's been a quick first half. Bit of a high snap. Mercer gets it down, and Simmons puts it through. Well, and again... While we got some time, remind everybody, check out the new website that we've got. It's It's got everything you want to know about your Panthers on it. I mean, uh, online stream, the, the podcast. So we have a lot of people that watch or listen to the game well after it's been played. You know, you can see the game schedules. I mean, everything at, at pantherbroadcast.com. We want to give a shout out again to, to Chris from Fisher Media for designing that website. And, uh, Again, it's just so much easier now. There's a UR code you can get off of a of a, a postcard. You can just go straight to the website, say, "Hey Alexa, play play KDKQ," and it doesn't matter where you're at. You can pick up these broadcasts. Who's Alexa? I, I know it, 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 it. Way back from your chalkboard. <laughs> you, you local listeners, you know Doyle still remembers Cake Man from from Santa's <laughs> Toy Shop. So, <laughs> yeah. And we're ready to go here. Again, Panthers have increased their lead 28-0, 2.15 to go. And it looks like, again, Kokar is back. And it looks like also, I'm thinking it looks like Terrell King, or Terrell King, is on the far side of the field. You know, Doyle, they list Kokar at 167 pounds. He sure looks bigger than that. Well, he does. He, he looks bigger. He's, he's pretty stout looking. I think that's why he's taking so many shots and getting up. Another little pooch kick. It's going to hit. It's going to hit. Panthers, Panthers, I, think Panther ball. I think Panthers have it this time. And they do. Doyle, again, it was just a high pooch kick, and Hutch just doesn't play it well. Panthers were all over that, so big pickup for, for Derby. Absolutely. That, that, the same, same one they used two touchdowns ago. And they didn't get it. This time, Hutch let it hit the ground. And when they did, Panthers had two or three guys there, and we got it on the bounce. So good job by the for the Panthers. And that's uh, obviously, uh, we go back to Simmons, the things he could do for you. Well, I remember when he was a freshman and sophomore, Coach Clark, you know, he was kicking extra points, but he was always on him about those kickoffs. And 
man, so far this year, this young man's been stellar. First and 10 Panthers from the 37-yard line of the Salthawks. Thatcher in motion. They give it to they give it to Edwards, and he picks up eight or nine on first down. Dylan was picking up about 12 yards of carry going into tonight's ballgame. He's right on, on pace. That's what he's doing again. Second and two. Panthers are looking to put another one on the board before half is over. Half, about nine, just over 90 seconds. And they've got a couple timeouts if they need to use them. Second and two. 28 0 Panthers. Thatcher in motion. Drake Thatcher back to pass. Goes Mercer. Little screen pass out in the flat. First down. Inside the 15 to about the 13 goes Caden Brown. That's the second time we've seen that play, and it's, it was ran very well both times. That time, Brown picks up big yardage, takes the ball down to about, what, Doyle, the 14? About the 14. Not, that was a nice wide receiver screen executed very well by the Panthers. So you, you got to like how well the passing game's working so far tonight. Going to be first to 10 from the 14. Again, Thatcher cuts it up, drags a couple of guys, and gets down close to the five-yard line. Well, Mercer ran it very well again. He held on to the ball as long as he could. They had two more guys bite on Edwards. He just turns upfield and uh, picks up good yardage. Going to be third or second down, it looks like, and about two, maybe three yards to go. They give it to Edwards. He makes a couple guys miss. He's going to get the first down. That was all on his own. (laughs) Again, you, you, you got to see this kid in action to believe how quick he is. He, he can literally just cut on a dime. At that time, it was all Dylan Edwards to pick up the first. Clock moving, under a minute to go. Panthers lead 28-0. It's first and goal from the three. Again, Thatcher pitches it out to Edwards. This time, they, they missed him. He, he did well to get almost back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be second and five from the five. Yeah, he's going to lose a little bit of yardage. Derby uses a timeout there with 30 seconds uh, to go, and again, another good timeout by Coach Clark. Yeah, it's 28-0. Panthers want to score on this trip down. Now, you know, I'm sure they could kick a field goal if they needed to, but uh, that was Hutch just played that well. You got to got to give credit where credit's due. They they played that pretty well. Thatcher had nowhere to go to cut up when he pitched it. Edwards had nowhere. He almost broke out of it. Oh, he almost he had broke to out of it. And that's what we talk about, a hat on a hat. But, you know, what you really t- teach your quarterback to do is, hey, if there's nowhere to go, eat the ball, keep it in your own hands. But, uh, you know, when you got Dylan Edwards out there, maybe that rule gets broken a lot because it's like, hey, Dylan does some phenomenal things. Well, he almost got away with one that time, Kevin. He, I thought he was going to get dropped for about a five- or six-yard loss. He only lost a couple, which, you know, that – that was a good thing. And it's, uh, I believe Derby still has one more timeout. So, you know, with 30 seconds to go, and the ball's down uh, resting about the sixth. Uh, you know, I don't know, Coach Clark close, calls a couple of quick plays or he burns that extra timeout. Well, it looks like we're going to see the, the two-back uh, set because Hubbard's now in the game. So that means Coach Clark's dialed up something. Twin backs with Thatcher. They give it straight ahead to Edwards. He gets down, back down to about the three. It's going to be third down, I believe. Panthers have got to hurry. They got to get un- unstacked. The Hutch guys aren't in any hurry to get up. They need to get up. Finally, a Derby guy pulled one off the top. 
Well, they haven't spotted the ball. I think Derby finally is going to use the time. There's a penalty. It's going to be on the Panthers. I'll bet you money. Well, I think what happened was we had a probably had a Panther still, John, and a Saltock guy. But yeah, and if that's a call, you, you got to think. You can't do that right in front of an official. Well, the, the Saltock guys weren't getting up off, right, the, right. off the pile. Right, right. But, but regardless, you got to keep your composure. You do say, have to do that. You know, and, and after a play, you sure don't want to hurt your team with a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, see, it's it's uh, on the Panthers, so they're going to lose 15 yards, and uh, so that any chance they had, well, it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a big time play to put one in the end zone here. Well, the officials are still talking about it, and I'm I'm with you. I mean, the, the officials were in no hurry, and I think the Derby player finally. And who knows what goes on in the bottom of those uh, those piles? Lots of stuff goes on, and Panther guy finally shook him off. And the next thing you know, something was said, and we we well, saw penalties. Uh, the officials weren't helping the situation. They knew there was thirty seconds left. Panthers were trying to get up, and the I officials see no call still. You know, well, the officials no were not helping the situation. So I don't know if they waved it off, but there is no call being made on the play. Not so far. So it's going to be now with nine seconds left. Panthers have it. Third down and goal. This will probably be the last play of the half. Now we've got timeout Hutch. Timeout Hutch. But uh, get, getting back to that, I mean, you got to call it like it like it is. The officials should have been telling those guys, get up, get off the pile, and they weren't doing that. And one of the Panther players just pulled one of the Hutch players off the pile. Right. And, then, and that's probably and when we, the job we, we, started. We saw the flag come in very yeah. late after that, so you don't know what exactly happened. But what you got to give a lot of credit to is – the guy in the striped shirts, because they all got together. Yep. That That's obviously what the call. They probably said, look, you know what? We're not calling anything on yeah, that. It was our fault. We, we just aren't calling anything. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. I get it. They did get together, and as far as we're concerned, they made the right call. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, maybe the official threw it on his buddy and said, man, you should have you <laughs> gotten that ball, ball set quicker. And, you know, I'm throwing a flag on you. But, again, no good, no call. Yeah, it, that was a good no call, very good no call. Because, you know, there's a little frustration on the Panthers' part because the play was over with 25 seconds left. And, I mean, it only took five seconds. And and here it is, nine seconds left. There was that, that much time runoff, hutched, unpiling, and well, at least not doing so. So, anyway, the Panthers have one more shot at it. Third and goal from the three. They lead 28-0. Back to pass. Oh, just out of the reach of Mercer Thatcher, but there's still five the, seconds the clock left. Never so, ran. Yeah, it did. It was held nine seconds. It, ran, <laughs> it was four seconds. So there's there's time for another play. Thatcher was open. Drake. Uh, he was open, but but Mercer had to throw it under a lot of duress yes, too. He, he did a jump pass because he had some saltox breathing down his neck. Good play call by Coach was, Clark. If, if it would have been a if it would have been a catch, it would have been a tough throw and a tough catch. For both guys because it, it he was under stress and and uh, Drake was being covered. Another chance for the Panthers though. Thatcher gets to the outside. Touchdown Panthers. Yeah, Thatcher just bullied his way in for those last few yards. And again, Doyle, a kid Thatcher size when he can get squared up, run downhill, and he's got a couple linemen in his way at six foot four or five, he's going to bully his way in. That was a huge touchdown for Derby. Big play.
Extra point is up, and it's right down Broadway. Panthers now lead 35-0, and that will end the first half. Uh, good half by the Panthers. Uh, they, I mean, my goodness, they. I don't know what the stats are. We'll have some stats here in a little bit, but uh, uh, you know, Hutch didn't do much of anything. They had a couple of passes and maybe a run that was that was pretty good, but uh, otherwise, it's been a very dominant first half by the Derby Panthers. Well, again, you can't help but think that. You know, there there isn't a whole lot that Coach Clark or they, they they can talk about that would be upsetting. I mean, you know, everything's pretty much gone their way. Yeah, and and, and I don't. Yeah, you you got to go in at halftime and just build on what you what your uh, uh, what you've accomplished in the first half. And uh, you know, the Panthers have, have played well. They're special teams that have played well. They recovered a a, a kick, uh, uh, nearly recovered a second one, and uh, you know they they've just played very well and and. Coach Clark got to be, but I, I know he dissects things a lot better than we do. But he's got to be very happy about how the kids have played so far tonight. Well, and and you you got to look at the at the way it is. And I mean, Coach Clark every single week says I'm breaking it down into three phases of the football game. And tonight, so far, all three phases of the football game are are, are wearing a green helmet. Yeah, they they've had good. Good defense, good offense, and uh, you know their passing game is is starting to come around a little bit. And uh, you know, they're obviously their run game is is it's up to par tonight because Hutch is not a weak defensive team, and the uh, Panthers have have had pretty much had their way. Well, and, and no question, again, people around the state have to to notice what what's going on tonight. Go, okay, this is a Derby team that's going to do multiple things against us. And, yeah, you know, yeah. prior to that, we were coming in going. You know, we know Mercer can throw the ball. We got some receivers, but we just haven't had a lot of success tonight. It's a different story. Yeah, Panthers have, have really uh, they, they've turned it up a notch at least tonight. But but like you said earlier, this is the fifth week of the season. Our fourth game, Hutch's fifth. But you know, this is about the time you want to you don't want to peak now, but you want to start getting there. And I and I think the Panthers are starting to get there. This is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Panthers lead this one at half, 35-0. We'll be back. QLP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at alive105kdkq.com. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, 
clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. Build Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back in Hutchinson. Uh, we're probably right around 18 minutes away from the start of the second half. We got an extra long halftime, like 20 minutes. And then we got the obligatory three-minute warm-up period. So uh, we got a little bit of time between now and the start of the second half. But uh, for right now, the Panthers lead this one 35 nothing in a, in a half that is really, I mean, I hate to use this word, but the Panthers have really dominated. Oh, there's not even a question about it. And, and I think we're going to find that out with the stats that we're going to read here in a minute that the you know, Panthers have really, you know, we, we don't have as many defensive stats as we do offensively, but I think you're going to see that the, the Panthers have really dominated this first half of football. Yeah. Cool. In the in the first half, I mean, grab this. First downs, Panthers 12, Hutch just three. Rushing yards, Panthers 26 attempts on the ground, 225 yards. Hutch, who's a predominantly running team, 16 plays on the ground, 33 yards. Well, I'm not surprised. They they just did not have any success at all in the first half running the football. Uh, the, the front seven was really – they were all over anything Hutch tried to do. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how with, with an offense like Hutchinson has, how you go in at halftime, the only thing you could change is blocking assignments, I guess. But, uh, you know, the Panthers' front seven have just really dominated – the, the front five as well as the uh, running backs for Hutch. Well, and Mercer Thatcher's, we said. I mean, and, and people that know passing teams go, ah, that's still not that much. But Thatcher's three for six, 67 yards passing. 
uh, on Kokar. He's three for five for 34 yards. So you can tell right now the Panthers, uh, you know, 292 total yards of offense against a good Salt Hawks team. Hutchinson's held to just 67 yards here in the first half. I, I, that, that doesn't surprise me either. They, they just, you know, except for the first possession they had, they picked up 15 or 20 yards on that one. They have done absolutely zero since then. And, uh, you know, the Panther defense, they, they must have made an adjustment or two after the first series because they have really shut off this uh, high-powered offense that Hutch has. Well, and you, again, you talk about time of possession, pretty close. Panthers have had the ball 11 minutes and 21 sec- seconds. Hutch, 12 minutes and 39 seconds. That, that thing we kept talking about, those yellow flags on the field, Doyle, Panthers penalized six times for 49 yards. Hutchison penalized three times for 30 yards. Yeah, that seemed like there was seemed like it was raining hankies for a while, but uh, maybe things will settle down. And and you know, it, you know, the officials do they, they do a good job. I, I got on them a little bit about not helping. You know, right there uh, when they should have been pulling guys up and getting things going. But you know, they they but, do a good job. They've done a good job, and uh, you know, uh, can't be. You know, th- those penalties are deserved. I'm well, sure. Right. And again, you got to give them a lot of credit that they came together, talked about it and said, no, 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 let's let's wave this off. So good call by uh, by them. Yeah, okay. Individual stats tonight. Dylan Edwards has been the workhorse for the Panthers. 14 carries, 143 yards and a touchdown. Mercer Thatcher, 11 carries, 81 yards and two touchdowns. And Drake Thatcher had one carry for one yard. So, again, Doyle, the rushing attack's working very well for Derby tonight. Well, I'm a little bit disappointed in uh, uh, Dylan Edwards. He, he's below his average. <laughs> he's only averaging 10 yards a carry tonight. He's been averaging 12. <laughs> but, yeah, Dylan will probably be hard on himself for that. Again, yeah. Mercer Thatcher, three for six tonight uh, in the passing game, 67 yards. All three of those catches have come from Caden Brown uh, and, and add in a touchdown for him as well. Four Hutch tonight in the rushing department. Zach Hogan has four touches for 18 yards. Daquan Armstrong has two carries for six yards. Dorian Hippen has three carries for five. And Noah Kokar, the, the all-purpose guy, seven carries, just four yards for Hutch so far. Well, the, the one I'm the one I'm surprised at is, and I've talked about it, is Hippen. Uh, you know, we got some stats, some season stats on him, and uh, uh, he he he's only been at that fullback position for two games. And coming into the Derby game, he was their leading ground gainer, and he's done nothing tonight. Panthers have put him under their thumb. And again, Kokar's just three for five uh, in the air for 34 yards. Zach Hogan is the guy that's caught all, all of those uh, passes uh, for Hutch. Again, total yards uh, in the first half. Panthers, 292 yards of offense. Hutch is just 67 yards. And again, we always like to say the stat that means the most. When you look at that big bright scoreboard, is Panthers thirty-five, Hutch zero at half. Yeah, and it, it's you know a lot of times you say, well, you know the game was closer than that. Not not in this case, I don't think. Uh, uh, we're ahead thirty-five nothing because we've played hard, we've dominated the team on the other side of the ball, but we still have a second half to go, and uh, you know the Panthers are going to have to come out and be just as tough in the second half. Well, you know, even looking back now. It, at, at sacks, Panthers have, have put so much pressure on Kokar tonight, and and that had to have been Coach Wietrich's game plan coming into the ball game. Is that this kid's a real athlete? We gotta we gotta really keep after him. Again, I just don't know what you say at halftime if you're the Derby coaches, other than hey, this ball game's got uh, 24 minutes left in it. Don't let up. 
but I, I just know what I've seen in the first half. Uh, it, it's pretty easy uh, to figure out uh, our linebackers who coming into this season was a little bit questionable because we graduated all of them from, and they have flat done a job on the Hutch run game tonight. Those, those guys have been around the football all evening long and they need to continue that. So, you know, in three and a half games, I'd say they passed the test that maybe people were wondering about to start the season. Well, the front seven. I mean, I mean, it's been all of those guys coming in. I think the, the first running play of the night, I made the comment, uh, you know, we literally had eight helmets on that football. And, you know, if you're if you're Coach Wietrich, that's what you, you teach. You teach guys aggressive, fly to the football, gang tackle. Don't let a guy slip out. And with, it, with eight green helmets there, it makes it pretty tough to do. Well, I, I know when we talked to Coach Dietrich before the games, that he talks about that getting to the football, flying to the football, helmets on the plays. He, he talks about that a lot. And only he talks about it, you know, he talks about it in kind of an intellectual way, you know. But, but what he's saying is get after it, guys. We want, you know, a lot of guys flow to the football. And I think they work on that. And, and that's so far this year, that's what we're seeing. Well, and, and I, again, I think you have to go in. It, it's So far, we haven't seen any letdown on Hutch. We haven't seen the body language that we saw last week out of Salina South. So you got to – and that's something you and I talked about the whole way home, it seemed like, from Salina last week was, you know, as a coach, things are not going your way. You got to just keep saying, hey, you don't quit. You don't quit. We got tomorrow to think about. And you and I said and – I, and I don't recall the young man's name, but they're running back. Uh, you know, he fought the whole game. And then after the game, I heard some people telling him good game. And, and, and some students said, we're laughing, going, yeah, we just got waxed. But you know what? There's something to say about pride not giving up. And, and I know while I'm thinking about that, Coach Clark did mention before the game, if anyone didn't catch it, that the young man that was carted off that they were so worried about might have had a, a spinal injury or something, was released that night back in the locker room. He was fine practicing again all week. So, Man, again, that, that was a happy thing for us to hear about. Yeah, I, I definitely like it because uh, uh, you and I, we don't we don't want anybody to get injured on either team. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It was an unfortunate thing, but the kid is doing all right, and he has practiced this week. Again, the Panthers lead this one 35 to nothing in a, in a half that's been, well, been dominated by the Derby Panthers. Uh, and, you know, when we talk to a few Hutch people, Tonight, uh, and we do, we always get around the crowd and uh, somebody will have some stories for us or, or we'll know somebody, but they, they were all figuring it would, or hoping it would be a close game. And, uh, you know, that, you know, it's 35-0 and, and, and that's the way it is. It's 35-0 because the defense has really stepped up and the offense has done their part. We're about, uh, we're probably nine minutes away from the start of the second half there's six about six ten to go on the clock and then the obligatory three-minute warm-up so again panthers lead this one 35-0 this is panther football on a live 105 kdkq 105.9 fm we'll be back since 1970 will Hyde automotive has been servicing vehicles at derby kansas they offer services like oil change air conditioning transmission services and much more located at 200 west washington street in derby and can be reached at 788-0514 will Hyde automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of alive 105 and derby panther football 
For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Well, Granny Cletus, the new Panther Stadium looks amazing. It sure does, Mooney Pie. I love me some fall events. Go sport ball. You know, the Derby Public Library has lots of events this fall. What events are you talking about? Events for kids of all ages and adults, too. We just have to visit derbylibrary.com for all the info. Holy smokes, the library sounds like a party to me. Hey, kid, you're holding that football wrong. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Lawn got you down? Diamondback Total Lawn Care offers services for all your lawn needs. They can be reached at 573-2267 or on their Facebook page, Diamondback Total Lawn Care. Diamondback Total Lawn Care is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Paz Photography, 
a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1985, d Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that d Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. Hey, Panther fans, remember, if you're not able to listen to us live, you can always listen to us on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast also available on our website alive 105kdkq.com so we're back in Hutchinson uh, at uh, the home stadium of uh, the junior college as well as the high school Gallon Stadium Panthers lead this one 35-0 and we're probably just over 3 minutes away from the start of the second half a uh, uh, a half that the Panthers are going to go in with a huge lead, 35-0. Well, and it's been all Panthers tonight so far. It's been anything the Panthers want to do. I stuck my head in and chatted with uh, some of our uh, position coaches just a few minutes ago, and, and that's what they said. I, I looked at it, I said, man, you got to be happy. And it's like just big grins that, you know, you're right. Everything that can go right so far has gone right. But that's why they play two halves of football, go meet in that locker room and talk to each other. I think if, if you're the Panthers, you're going to get to football. I mean, you know, Hutch, uh, Hutch took the ball to start the game. And so if you're Derby, you're going to get the football in your hands and you got to come out and I, I think put points on the board again, make a statement to the Salt Hawks and then maybe, uh, hopefully have some time to rest some of your guys and, uh, and avoid injuries. Well, what, what I'm looking at is, is we're playing a pretty good team in Hutchinson. And a couple of weeks ago, we played Bishop Carroll and I thought we came out a little bit flat in the second half and, uh, late, late in the second quarter and, and, the second half so that's what i'm going to be watching for is how sharp the kids are to start this second half against hutchinson well i think that's what you got to you know coach clark probably remind them guys it's 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 four quarters it's not just two quarters of football it's four quarters and we need to finish the 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 way we want to big statement coach clark always says is win the day and and that win the day in this situation means all the hard work of practice all week long win all four quarters yeah these kids and maybe they do realize it but you know they practice hard and and practice is hard because it's supposed to be but the game is supposed to be fun and so far it looks like the kids have had some fun in the first half because they've sure played they've they flew to the football on defense the offensive line is blocked well the quarterbacks thrown the ball well the running backs and the quarterbacks have ran the ball everything like you said earlier everything that needed to go right so far has went right for derby well, and again, going back to the hospitality we see in Hutch, I mean, you know, this is a great uh, stadium to play at. It is shared by the junior college, as you mentioned. And, you know, you got, you got great locker rooms. You got great press box. The, these guys, they feed you when you come up. They, they get they, anything you want, they hand to you. And, you know, they've been very gracious tonight. To, you know, we're getting stats from our Derby guys. We're getting stats from the Hutch guys. I mean, 
you know, you and I couldn't be happier sitting here watching a good football game. You know, we're still wearing shorts. I mean, golly, what what else could you ask for? Football shorts, great weather, cold drink. <laughs> got I, we both I think, got a, got nice can, cold waters that we went yeah. and refreshed at at the half. So you know, yeah, again, it's a it's a great atmosphere here. Yeah, they they take good take good care of their people here. Uh, uh, they have a good facility and and they they run it right. And uh, uh, we have a facility that I think is comparable to this one. And, uh, you know, of course, we've only got to use it once, but uh, we're going to get to use it a couple more times here in the next couple of weeks. Again, as we said, this will be a, a maybe a statement, too, as Hutch decided to, to take the – they won the coin toss, decided they wanted the football in their hands. And we've seen that last couple of weeks. Not didn't work out so well, but, I, you know, I don't know. I Maybe I agree with that, that, you know, you, you look at a team like Derby and the success they've had that you think, hey, the one thing we might need to do is – Go down, see if we can't put points on the board, take them out of their comfort zone. And, you know, luckily for the Panthers, uh, that hasn't worked so far this year. Back deep is Hubbard and Hubbard and Edwards. Hubbard looks like he's going to be on the far side. Edwards on the near side. They're both standing at a, right now about the 10-yard line. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to decide. They're going to make it uncomfortable for the Salthawks not knowing which which way either one of them is going to go till the very end. Now they're, now they're looking like they're going to switch. They're, they're waiting and waiting. I mean, they're sneaking. <laughs> now they get apart, and it stays Hubbard on the far side and Edwards to the near side. So if they don't want to kick to Edwards, they'll, they'll, they won't get an easy shot at Hubbard. And they're going to kick it towards Hubbard. He comes down with it at about the 17, 20, 25. Still on his feet, gets out close to the 30 and run out of bounds right about at the 28-yard line. And we'll see what, what Coach Clark comes out uh, with. I mean, he, he's had a lot of success with the option tonight. Both Edwards and Thatcher have had good luck with it. You know, that's a that's a hard thing to handle if you're a defense playing against uh, a very potent offense. Well, again, we got to give so much credit to this offensive line. We've got some guys that are just – absolute studs up front yes and they're and they're playing like it too first of 10 panthers they marked it out of bounds on the 26 they give it to edwards he gets oh out close to the 30 but not not quite there edwards nothing fancy to start the opening of the second half here panthers kept kept it uh, straight up the middle on that play picked up three on first down so it's going to be second and seven Again, Panthers lead this one 35 nothing. This is the start of the second half. First possession for either team. Thatcher on a reverse. He gives it to Brown. He gets out first down 40, 45 midfield, 40. Gets run out of bounds inside the hutch, 40 on that reverse. And nothing real fancy. A little bit of trickery for, for Coach Clark there, but Brown showed great speed as he got outside. There's a penalty marker. Right about the 47-yard line of Hutch, and that's where the Panthers are hanging out. So I think we're probably going to get penalized again. We'll see what the white cap blocking the back on the Panthers. Yeah, it's still going to be a first down for Derby, and you know I, I, I don't know whether both these teams are committing this many fouls or this officiating staff. It just came in saying, hey, and they may have. They may have gone over to both coaches and said, we're calling it tight tonight, guys. But been been a lot of penalties against both teams. 
There certainly has. That was still out to the 43-yard line. Still going to be a first down. Panthers still lead 35-0 with 11-15 left. They give it to Hubbard. Makes two or three guys miss inside midfield. Down to about the 45. Should be a first down for the Panthers. And again, just a, a good move that time by Edwards. To, I mean, he just watches his blockers. And then, you know, he's just got that little bit of wiggle to him, and he finds the open spot. Well, he's... You know, they, they list him at like 5'9", but, you know, he can still get him behind those big horses up front. Thatcher on a straight keeper, gets to the outside, cuts inside, just short of the 40, probably 42-yard line, picked up maybe three on first down, maybe four. Well, Hutch again did a good job of trying to string the play out and make that happen. You know, go back to that last play when you said Dylan's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, hiding behind him. Well, heck, yeah. It's easy to hide behind horses like we've got up front. It's easy to hide behind 6'4", 6'3", 6'3", You know, it's real easy to, to hide behind that. And we got a 6'1 in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's how you and I come to these ball games. I'm standing right at 6'3", and I think you're six foot. so heck. Yeah. Up the middle goes Hubbard. He gets, or excuse me, that's Dylan Edwards. He gets down to about the Hutch 25. Nice game. Out again, just a, a fun kid to watch. Gets a big open hole by the lineman and then just, just takes it uh, further downfield. Ball's on the 25 now. Back to pass. Thatcher got a man over the top, looked like Brown. Wow, what a great catch. He fit, found him in the on the far part of the back of the end zone. and I, I, You know, you couldn't have thrown the ball any better. There was two salt hawks in front of him. He threw it over their head. If the ball's not caught, it's going to go out of bounds. Just a great pitch and catch. Looks like the Panthers have discovered Caden Brown tonight. That's that's his second uh, touchdown catch from Mercer Thatcher. Both of them have been great pitches and catches. Now, that one was, was really uh, a spectacular pitch and catch by those two. Extra point is up, and it's good. So, with... 10:07 left. Panthers lead 42-0. Well, we got a well, we got a break in the action. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses: the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Without these guys, we couldn't put this broadcast on, so we thank them. Uh, Doyle, I go back to if anyone wants to say is Derby's passing game alive and well, it's alive and well, and we've seen Brown come out of it tonight tonight. Uh, making a couple of great catches, timing routes that, that him and uh, Thatcher have t- teamed up on, and they're given a lot of time to Mercer to throw the football. So, man, yeah, again, you're, the next few opponents got to look at this thing and go, how do we stop this derby offense? Well, he, he was over the top with that one, and, and he just he dropped he could have dropped it in a peach basket. I mean, that, that's how close it was. That, was. that was a great pitch and catch by those two. High end over end kick drives the receiver back to about the two yard line. It looks like it's Kokar. 
He's going to get back to maybe the 15, maybe just outside the 15. So not great field position for Hutch to start their first possession of the second half. Yeah, you know, I like Coach Coach Clark and Coach DeVore's moxie here. I mean, you know, you 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 see what teams do to Derby. It's like, man, don't kick to, to Edwards, don't kick here. We're going right after Kokar. It's like I'm kicking the football to you and trusting my guys to get downfield. Going to be first and ten. Panthers lead forty-two to nothing with ten oh two left in the third quarter. Again, Kokar is the quarterback. Hippen is the fullback. They got a slot left and slot right. They show motion. They give it straight ahead to Hippen and nice. I don't know who tripped him up, but somebody tripped him up right at the line of scrimmage. So he gained maybe, he fell forward for maybe a yard. Again, this Panther defense has been extremely stingy tonight. You know, Kokar hadn't had, you know, he's had a couple of completions, but Panthers are putting so much pressure on him that he hadn't had an opportunity to sit back in the pocket. Same Carpenter and Dorsey. They're, they're, they're putting a little pressure on people, those three. That lets our linebackers roam. Second down, nine. They pitch it to the outside. Panthers had that played pretty good that time. You're going to lose yardage, I believe. Well, and you, and you just mentioned those front three, but what Panthers have done on a lot of these plays, they're bringing those two linebackers up and playing them on the line. And, and, and great call again by Coach Wietrich. You, you force Hutch to try and spread it out against a flex bone. They're just, you can't play it any better. Loss of a yard on that play. So it's uh, third down and 11. So you got to suspect they're going to throw the ball up in the air. 8.50 to go. Panthers lead 42 nothing. Again, they show motion back to pass. And a man out in the flat just overthrew. He had to throw it a little bit quicker than he wanted to, and he overthrew the receiver. But again, what's it bring up? And now, now Hutch has, you know, a fourth down situation deep in their own territory. The ball game has been played in there on their side of the field all night long. Yeah, this this is this has been just a, a real good effort by both sides of the football. And I know we've said it more than once, and we'll probably say it again. Both sides of the football has really been dominating this Hutchinson team. Edwards is back, standing at about the Hutch 40. Shanked punt. Panthers need to just get away. It's gonna, they're going to have great field position. Wow. Again, that was Kokar punting the ball, and it just went off the side of his foot. And they're, they're fortunate that they got anything out of it. But, you know, it's going to be derby ball on the uh, Salthawk 35-yard line to open this drive. And, Joel, I, I got to think you got to still leave your starters in for at least one more series. I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm with you. We pulled them out awful early last week. But, yeah, you got to leave them in for another series. And, uh, you know. Now we're seeing Zerger in the ball game now. Zerger is the quarterback. And. Edwards is out of the game. We got, looked like we got the starting offensive line, but a new backfield. And it's Hubbard. He makes one guy miss, picks up maybe three yards. So no sooner did we say that. And we were just thinking from the aspect of you need some of these guys more playing time. It's not, hey, let's run up the score. It's just, hey, we need to make sure we're clicking together. But, you know, again, how do you say you're not clicking together the way that uh, – Thatcher and uh, Edwards have played tonight. Yeah, game eight 
you know, or game seven for us. They got to be hitting on all cylinders. Again, Zerger, nice read up the middle, 20, 15, 10. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, Zerger just ran it 33 yards. Looked very good on that play. Made the right cut, the right read, and he was just upfield very quickly. So just like that, Panthers put another score on the board. I, I, that was just a big lane to run through. Uh, the, the offensive line just – and we'll probably see some changes on defense. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I wonder about the, the running clock thing. It, it's, it's over 40 points, and we're in the second half. So I kind of wonder about that thing. It's now 49 to nothing, uh, Panthers. And, uh, you know, this game is uh, – you know, they may come back and score two or three times, but this game's pretty much – in the book, I think, for the Panthers. And again, I, you, you got I, – and I'm waiting to hear, but you would have to assume that they would be going to the running clock. I think I just heard him say that I, – I heard him say the word clock, but that's all I heard. He kind of – so last week when they started it running, they kept it running. Well, and, that's the way That's the way the rules are supposed to be interpreted. I, I – Yeah, and the, and the PA announcer just announced that it is definitely going to a running clock. So, you know, again, an odd situation. You and I felt pretty good coming down that, you know, we, we talk about, hey, Panthers, you know, we feel like we're a two, three touchdown favorite maybe. And, you know, we're, we're here uh, 7.52 remaining third quarter in a running clock situation again. And, and we're going to see, I'm pretty sure we're going to see, maybe not wholesale substitutions, but we're going to see a lot of substitutions by Coach Clark here with, Seven minutes and 52, 19 minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. We just had our second team backfield and they just scored. So, you know, it, it's, there's going to be a lot of number twos that are going to get some action tonight. And again, you know, you just can't, can't realize how important that is to get these guys their varsity playing time. Well, they'll be playing against Hutch's varsity for sure. That kick's going to probably bounce and it goes out of bounds. So Hutch is going to get good field position probably at, i'm thinking around the 35 yard line so it will be interesting to see how many starters are in the ball game yeah you know you gotta laugh about about that simmons, simmons obviously didn't want to kick it out of bounds and, you know you look over and you go ah, i want to see if coach gets on him when those kickers miss stuff you notice no one gets around they just leave them alone they just <laughs> walk away and let them do their own thing clock's moving and the Panthers' number twos are in. There is not a starter on the field on the defensive side. So this will be good experience for the number twos. Well, and again, you, you, you avoid a lot of injuries. Last week we saw the twos play a phenomenal uh, three quarters against the line of South. First and ten. Kokar is the quarterback. And Panthers jump offside, so it's going to be a five-yard penalty. And the guy, the guy that jumped offside was the guy that was over center. Oh so. yeah, he was he was our nose, and he uh, he jumped offside, and the ball hadn't even been hiked. So it, it's going to come back uh, against the Panthers. Going to be first and five out on the forty yard line. Clock moving under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Panthers lead forty nine zero. We're in a running clock situation, and a keeper by the quarterback he gets a little he gets five six yards maybe his best gain of the night well and you know we said it last week our our seconds our thirds i mean 
we cleared the the bench last week. They got a lot of action in, but while the JV guys were in, they played very well. I understand Monday night uh, the JV and the freshmen did very well in, in blanking out both Salina teams uh, in the uh, in those ball games. First and ten from the Hutch forty-five. They trail forty-nine zero. And a little bit of a busted play, and the quarterback gets out of it, and he's going to pick up 10 yards, and, and it, he really shouldn't have picked up a yard. No, he, he was probably very lucky there that we didn't have our starting defense in there. He's probably going to lose six or seven yards on the play. Instead, he picks up a first down, but we still held him in check. Good enough for a Soha. Salt talk what? I heard the announcer say a salt talk something. Well, I, I think the fans are supposed to yell first oh. down, but the fans have kind of they're quiet right now. They're not they're not participating. First and ten. Again, just a pitch to the outside. Panthers give up four or five on first down, so it's gonna be second down on from the Panther forty. And we saw this last week. I think Baker was the guy that ran him out of bounds. We had two or three guys that, as we say every week, you're one play away from being a starter. We got three or four guys on that defense that are, you know, they're able. They could be playing, but they got a guy that's in front of them that's just a little bit better, maybe a senior, and he's a sophomore. Second and six. And straight ahead to the fullback, he picks up two, maybe three. It's going to be third down and three, and this is four-down territory, I'm sure, for Hutchinson. Panthers lead 49-0, running clock with four and a half minutes left. Now, these are those situations that both teams know the outcome of the ball game. We'll see how fancy Hutch gets here if they're going to stay straight ahead with the, with a tight running game. Third down and three and three and a half, maybe. Again, they pitch it to the wide man or the motion man. He's going to get a first down inside the 35, down to about the 33. You know, we, we made comment that the first half went fast with, you know, it's just a quick first half of football. We, we know the second half is going to go fast because, <laughs> as you said, we're in a running clock situation. Now we heard a few of the fans yell first down that time. Yeah. Uh. It, it's pretty much a soundproof room up here where we're at. We can hear the PA announcer. First and 10 for the Panther 33. Straight ahead to the fullback. He picks up. Oh, the ball's on the ground. Derby has it. Derby has the football. It looks like it's going to be Derby's ball. I haven't seen a signal yet. I, I and, and it is. It's Derby's football. It looked like Damari Baker came up with the football. That gives the ball back to the Panthers. Clock running, three minutes to go here in the the third quarter. Well, it'd be Panthers. interesting. I think Doyle, what we see last week, four, four, maybe five quarterbacks in the ball game. For we the saw Panthers. four, and and the last play of the game, the, the fifth one was trying to get a playoff. So we didn't even have him on the roster. We didn't even know who he was, but. Uh, uh, we still have Zerger and Hubbard in the backfield. 
trips to the far side. Hubbard straight up the middle, big hole, nice block to the outside, 40, 45. There's going to be a penalty marker. I'll bet the Panthers get called for holding. Well, I see Zerger dropped his head pretty quick, so I, I think he probably knew that it was going to go against the Panthers, but unfortunately he's going to negate a nice run by Hubbard. As one of our wide receivers, and, and I could see him, he was putting a block on one of the Hutch guys, and and you could see what was getting ready to be called. So that's going to negate a nice run by uh, Hubbard, but it's still first down and looks like first down and 14 from the 26 for the Panthers. As I said, if, if there was any doubt, all you had to look at was uh, Zerger because his head dropped immediately as he started walking backwards. Quarterbacks have that uncanny way of seeing the whole field. First and 14. Again, they give it to Hubbard. He gets back to the outside. He picks up, oh, probably seven or eight on first on first down. Now, Hubbard's no slouch, as we know. He's another one of those great running backs. And you know, so the, the last couple of weeks, Coach Clark hadn't gone to the two back much. I think he did once in the first half, but. Uh, Hubbard's a guy that probably be starting at about any other high school in the state of Kansas. Yeah, it's going to be second and six. So he picked up, uh, oh, I'm going to say eight yards on second down. Clock moving just over a minute to go. Uh, Panthers lead 49-0. I suspect we might see Zerger on a keeper here pretty quick. Oh, he fumbled it. Oh, the pass was out there, and, and it was intended for Cameron Dorsey, but Zerger kind of fumbled the snap, and that threw the timing off. Dorsey was open, but, you know, it, just uh, one of those things. It's hard after you fumble a snap to get everything together. I think you and I at lunch were talking about these field goal ex-point kickers when, you know, the ball's dropped on the ground, and they're they're half halfway trying to kick a football. Very rarely do you see them actually get one through. Panthers are going to have to run another play before the – before the end of the uh, third quarter, they've still got eight or nine seconds left on the play clock. So, And Zerger on a keeper, and he cuts up the middle. He's going to get close to the first down. He's going to be a little shy. That will end the third quarter. Panthers lead this one 49-0. This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Hey, Panther fans, remember, if you're not able to listen to us live, you can always listen to us on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Also available on our website, alive105kdkq.com. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. 
Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like Weed Control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Hutch where the Panthers lead 49-0. It looks like they're going to go for it on fourth down and one from their own 39-yard line. They lead again 49-0. Now they're going to run the punt team on. Zerger was trying the hard count, hoping to get a free one, but instead, and I said that. And we've got, let's see, the punter, I believe, is, uh, don't see him much. I think it's Cole Minton. He got a nice punt off going to hit it about the 38 and it's going to bounce straight up that's kind of funny now it takes a bit of a derby roll and it comes down at about the 32 yard line tonight's broadcast of derby panther football on live 105 kdkq 105.9 fm is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses tender care lawn and landscape will height auto service mjb heating and cooling radio shack of derby Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DNM Mechanical, Muscle Mo- Focus, Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants. Hutch will have it first and ten. They give it on a reverse. He's going to pick up maybe three. Maybe four yards on first down, moving clock again. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, and once again, the Panthers did a good job of stretching out the uh, the reverse that time. And, you know, the clock's in the favor of the Panthers. I think it's clock's in the favor of Hutch right now as well because uh, this ball game is well under control with the Panthers leading 49-0. to zero. Second six on the 30. 30- Looks like 38-yard line. Again, a pitch to the outside. Panthers play it pretty well. They just don't make the play, and the guy picks up a first down, I believe. And that was a lazy pitch. I mean, that's one of those pitches that, you know, I I don't know that I like it because it's so soft and thrown out there that that's an easy one that uh, can be uh, picked off. First 10, they're on their own 47 now. Again, they trail big, 49-0. Uh, Panthers, uh, we've been in a running clock since about uh, five, almost six minutes left in the in the third quarter, and uh, Panthers have had their number twos and threes on the field since that point in the ball game. They give it straight ahead to the fullback. Hutch is really not doing anything fancy there. They're running. Except for that little little bit of a pitch play, they're running basically between the tackles right now. Well, and you know, Doyle, I, you get in these situations, and and we're going to see if we, you know, if you're hot, you take Kokar and some of those guys out of the ball game. I mean, you want to have a little bit of success, but you also have a lot of season left. And man, you're you're just in big trouble if you get a kid like Kokar hurt. Yeah, this guy's an athlete. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and you're exactly right. You kind of sometimes you kind of roll the dice under situations like this because you're right. There's a lot of the season left. There's four more weeks of this season. And Kokar on a pitch to the outside. Guy gets run out of bounds. 
by Demare Baker. But again, it's just you're you're in that situation. You want to see some success if you're Hutch to to build off of, but you know it's it, it's forty nine to nothing here, and and you gotta, I don't know, you're really rolling the dice as far as I'm concerned. Eight thirty to go in the ball game. Again, Hutch has it third down and about three from the Panther forty forty six yard line. They got to get down to the forty about forty two and a half for a first down. And they give it again on a misdirection. Panthers and the ball's out. I don't know who got it. I, I don't know if we got it or I can't tell. There's too big of a scrum there. But Hutch was lucky if they got it. Well, and that's what we said at the first of the ball game that Hutch puts the ball on the ground a lot. We've seen them put the ball on the ground tonight. They've been very fortunate that some of the balls have bounced their way, but they have put the football on the ground quite a bit. Panthers send in four more. New players. Again, they're in their 4 3 defense. Kokar is the quarterback. Hippen is the fullback. They give it on a pitch to the outside. Gets to the outside. Gets run out of bounds at, oh, I'm going to say inside the 25. Let's see where they spot it. It looks like they're going to spot it outside the 25 at about the 26-and-a-half. Well, and, and, and at this point of the ball game, you're right. There, You keep seeing wholesale changes. You see four or five guys coming into the ball game and four or five going out. So Panthers well into their bench right now. Again, the clock's moving. It's 6.50 to go in the tonight's ball game. Panthers lead. 49-0. Hutch is threatening straight ahead to the fullback. Hippen, he picks up maybe three on first down. Panthers have pretty much shut him off tonight. Uh, again, I, he'd only played two games, and he was a leading rusher for Hutchinson. And uh, he hasn't really done that much tonight. And I, I just got word that there's a bunch of guys in the 0-6-0 listing tonight. And, and I understand why. We play campus next week in, in there, and I'm sure they're doing a little scouting for campus, but uh, hats off to our guys in the 060 tonight. Second seven. Again, a keeper. Now they pitch to the wide man. Looks like he's going to get down inside the five. Well, no, he, he stepped out, out of bounds at about the 12 or 13. So it's going to be first down for Hutch. And, and what we got to, what we got to, Remember now, we're not making any excuses, but this is Hutch's starters against Panthers twos and threes. So yeah, you they're, know, they're playing hard, though. Oh, no question. And Coach uh, Clark, Coach Wietrich, all these guys, Coach Hendry. I mean, you just go down the line. These guys, uh, they don't care who's on the field. They want to. They want to make stops. Five and a half minutes to go in the ball game. Forty-nine zero. Hutch is threatening. Kokar is the quarterback. Hippen is the fullback. And then they have a slot right, slot left. They show motion. They give it on a pitch to the outside. Touchdown, Hutch. I see no flags on the field. So, again, that's a momentum builder maybe for Hutch. You know, the paper's just going to say, I assume, I don't think Derby's going to put any more points on the board. It's probably going to say 
49 to 7. The clock stopped. It's not supposed to stop. When it starts running, it's supposed to stay running. And these officials are letting it stop. I, I don't know why. Anyway, that's the way I interpret the rule. That's the way it was uh, affected last week. It never stopped. They're stopped after it stopped. Gosh dang it, I'm getting, I'm getting all confused. It never well, and, stopped. And, and the X point was no good. Yes. And so it, it, right now we're standing at 49.6. And, and I agree with you, Doyle. We hear all kinds of different interpretations of, of when it stops, when it's not. Um, they obviously stopped it there. It is what it is, and, and uh, that's where we stand. So I, I think the officials are talking about it right now. Yeah, we got one of them coming over. We'll see if there's any change. But, again, the extra point was it wasn't a great snap, and it was kicked off to the side for, for you know, again, if you're Hutch, just a lot of things haven't gone your way tonight. Well, my, my, only, thing, my only thinking is on, on the uh, running clock is, is at least get it one way, you know, and, and not have it different. Everywhere you go, at least make sure it's enforced one way. I don't have a problem with it stopping after a score, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's not the way it was last time or the time before we had a running clock. Hubbard and it, I can't pick up a number on the other guy. Looks like it might be, might be Trayvon Rose. They're standing at about the 10-yard line. And it's going to be going to come down, and it's going to go out of bounds. So the Panthers are going to get it on the 35-yard line. 5.08 left still. Oh, now, now they started the clock. Well, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the news. I just Googled it. And scoring, when a team scores a touchdown or kicks a field goal, the clock stops immediately until after the – until the initial kickoff. So the clock does stop after a touchdown or, or field goal. So oh, now okay. we know it came straight from Google, and I know Google's smarter than you Google and I. Google wouldn't lie. <laughs> well, the, the guys last week needed to Google it before the game because once it started, it never stopped. So just be consistent. I can't – looks like it might be Hamlin at quarterback. And he keeps it, gets to the outside. Down inside Hutch territory at about, and oh, I'm going to say their 46-yard line goes Conley Hamlin. Yeah, Hamlin just shows tremendous speed and and and, and instinct on that on that play. It's a nice first down by the Panthers. Clock stays running. Four KDK minutes left. QLP Derby. Well, and we still have Hubbard in the backfield. Man, I'll tell you what, Hubbard's one of those kids that. You give him a little bit of a crease, and he'll yeah, take it take yeah. it to the house. Yep, he'll take you out. Again, Hamlin's a senior. He's also the long snapper. And they give it to Hubbard this time. He gets stacked up in the middle of the line, Doesn't maybe loses a half yard. It's going to be second down in about, yeah, about 10 and a half to go. Long 10, short 11, as they say. As we said last week, we went through four quarterbacks. And at the end of the game, I had somebody ask, they go, 
why were you guys hurrying trying to get another playoff? And it was like, guys, that would have been our fifth quarterback. It was, it was a whole bunch of freshmen. The coach wanted to get them one play action in, but, uh, you know, they just didn't quite make it. Second long for the Panthers. Hamlin again gets straight up the middle, going to get a first down inside the 35 at about the 33. Nice run, nice, nice read and run by Conley Hamlin. Well, and Conley showed a little wiggle there to you. And I mean, he was facing down a Hutch Saltock and gave him the little wiggle and picked up an extra couple of yards on the play. So first down Panthers. They're on the 33-yard line. I'm sure Coach is not – I mean, he's not going to tell them not to score, but he's not intending to score either with 2.30 to go in the game. They lead 49-6, do the Panthers. Well, you know as well as I, you can't tell a kid not to score when you're no. in your Cannot. reserves. Quick pass out in the flat, and it's dropped. You better get on that. They're, they're fortunate that that ball was thrown behind or called a forward pass. All right, the the – Line judge on the far side was waving incomplete, but it, yeah, it, it was close. There's no doubt about that. Panthers obviously in no hurry to, to even get a playoff. Uh, we're under two minutes here. Been in the running clock since uh, early here in the second half. Yeah, I believe there's almost six minutes or right around six minutes when they started the running clock. And uh, Panthers have showed well tonight. Again, Hubbard goes straight up the middle. He gets very little on first down, and into the game comes Braxton Clark. He's relieving uh, Conley Hamlin. And Coach Clark is <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to communicate with him, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are those tough situations that you, know, you go, gosh, am I going to hear about this at home too? But uh, – <laughs> You know, going to be third down and 10 for the Panthers. I'm going to see, we're going to, we're going to see, I think, a, a read and run option. I'm pretty sure. And he gives it to Hubbard first down and more could be a touchdown touchdown Panthers. <laughs> well, and no doubt about it that time again, Hubbard, once he saw the sideline, it was a foot race, and I, I had my money on Hubbard. We weren't quite as quick to call it as we do when Edwards has a football, but Hubbard's got good speed, and he takes that one to the house. Well, and and, and if you notice on the exchange, uh, Clark hung on to that thing until the last second. Well, and, and, and the uh, ball was snapped right at the last second. I mean, there I'm sitting there looking at the play clock, and it was down to one. And So give uh, Braxton Clark a lot of credit on uh, running that uh, read to, to – to perfection. Looks like the Panthers are going to go for two. A little bit of a high snap. Hubbard, he didn't get it, so it's going to be 55 to 6 with 45 seconds left in the ball game. That was a nice was a nice read and run by Hubbard to pick up the last touchdown. And uh it'll be interesting to well no, it, it won't be interesting to see who he brings back. He'll he'll bring back his number 2s and threes. Everybody's going to get a chance tonight. You know, and, and again, I think the running clock such a great rule. Doyle, you and I, I, I believe it was a sl- you, you'll, you, I know you'll remember this, but I, 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 we had a game several years ago that and I, for some reason, think it was Salinas Central, but it might have been someone else that we got way up on them. We started pulling out guys and trying to call off the dogs. And they came back and scored and started doing stuff, and it was just 
kind of then it was a tip for Tad. Hey, you, you're going to do this. I'll put my starters back in. We'd score with ease. And then they'd, it was just ugly. So this running clock situation is the best thing you could do for high school football. And, and you're, you're exactly right. It was, it was, uh, uh, Salinas Central and, uh, they, Hutch lined up on the wrong end of the field. Now they're, now they're going to the correct end. But, uh, that's was, adding insult to injury, right? You, you, you line up on the wrong side of the field after, after the touchdown. And uh, it was Salina Central, and, and and I remember that we took our starters out. And Salina kept scoring and scoring, and we put our starters back in, and they backed up about ten or fifteen yards when our starters came back in and had to punt. So, yeah, I remember that distinctly. Yeah, you don't think you'll see anything any 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 different here? It's going to be, I assume, just kick away. It's a, our, I, it looks like our uh, JV kicking team too. Yeah, that that is uh, that is Grady Jessup is kicking off. He's a sophomore. Just a little bit of a pooch kick at about the thirty-three, and it's a fair catch. Clock moving, forty seconds to go. This could be the last play of the ball game. Panthers lead this one fifty-five-six. And really, Hutch, they haven't started the 25-second clock yet, so yeah, they may uh, have to And Hutch called off the die. They've got their non-starters in the ball game now, which is... They don't have to run a play now. Right. They I, 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 you know, I bet they will just because it's the non-starters. These kids want some varsity action. And it's a handoff, but goes nowhere. In fact, they lost yardage. That should be the last play of the ball game. Panthers are going to get, go to four and zero. They're going to win this one, fifty-five to six. And uh, so the Panthers, Panthers really came out and, you know, I, they played well tonight. Oh, no doubt. I think that the coaching staff has to be elated on tonight's victory. As uh, you know, Derby came out. We've said it at halftime. All facets of the ball game were uh, really uh, wearing a green hat tonight. The the, the one thing that Coach Clark every time starts with with us is my special teams. I'm going to start with my special teams and tonight. I mean, you got to grade out every facet of this ball game as an A. Yeah, and it, it was it was a, a a pretty good game for the Panthers, 55 to six over a, a team like Hutchinson. That that that's a pretty good game. Uh, Hutch is Hutch is a better team. Panthers are just, you know, they just had their way with them tonight. There, there's no question about it, and. Uh, you know, our number twos played well. Our number threes, everybody from start to finish played well in the ball game tonight. Well, and you, you expect that when you come to Hutch. You know it's Hutch week. You you got to expect that you're going to come in and uh, be fired up and ready to go. Well, these kids were. They they were, they were ready to go. And like like when we talked to Coach before the game, you know, it, it just Hutch week is. And uh, the kids get up pretty good for Hutch, and, uh, and, and that, that's a good thing. Right. Yeah, it was it was a dominant win by the Panthers tonight. Uh, all phases of the football game, and you know the the green helmets are down there talking to Coach Clark right now. And Doyle, I, I, I'm trying to think back. The, the Derby victories against Hutch have mounted up the, for the last several years. Last year we didn't get to play them due to COVID, and and Hutch had a pretty good season. I think they finished eight and two, and and uh, Derby Derby wanted to play these guys. Uh, Hutch wanted to play Derby. It's just that's the way this rivalry goes. Yeah, and it it probably. If if we have one in the Arc Valley Chisholm Trail Division One, it's got to be with this guy, these guys. Uh, 
Maybe people don't believe that, but but I think these are probably our only rivals. Panthers win this one 55-6. to six. You're listening to Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Hey, Panther fans, remember, if you're not able to listen to us live, you can always listen to us on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Also available on our website, Alive105KDKQ.com. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? Little country church on the edge of town. I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Live 105. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, Sunday nights at 7 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio and then you wonder, what did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement and I want to take them deeper. A greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artists. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Weekends are special and we fill them up with your favorite music. John Michaels. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. Streets of Gold is the program we're playing Christian music classics from the 70s and the 80s and even a little bit in the early 90s. I'm your host, Larry Wayne. This is Movement Radio with Transform. Hey, I'm Josh Ashton, host of the Weekend 22. Music that's good for you. Alive 105. We're back in Hutch where Panthers have just beaten the Hutchinson Salthawks 55 to 6. And it was a game that, uh, you know, was pretty much dominated, I think, by. I think it's pretty much dominated by the Panther Panther defense and uh, and offense. So, you know, the, the kids played hard. They looked good tonight. Uh, of course, we don't have the privilege of looking at the video of the game uh, like Coach does. But, uh, you know, it, it appeared they played well. It appeared we got away without any injuries, and that's always important. And, uh, uh, you know, especially this time of the year, it, it's it's getting close to that don't mess it up part of the season. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple guys out already, but uh, uh, it looks like we got away pretty much unscathed tonight. Oh, I think you're right, and that's a good thing. I Even when – I think both teams came away unscathed, which is, uh, is, a, is a great thing to see. 
Doyle, let's go ahead and, and, and get the final game stats in. And I think it's going to show just how dominant the Panthers were tonight. First downs, Derby, 20 first downs tonight. That's just 10. Here's the big one we talked about. Rushing yards. Panthers 39 totes on the ground, 367 yards. Held Hutch to 34 carries for just 129. Very, very impressive because this is a running team. They want to stuff it down your throat, and the Panther defense answered the call. And again, passing yards. Berger had a pretty good night tonight. He was four for nine for 92 yards. Uh, you know, can't, can't complain too much about that. Hutch was just three for six in the air for 34 yards, and that all came in the first half. Doyle, 48 touches for the Panthers tonight, 459 yards of offense. Hutch on 40 touches, 163 yards. Uh, well, again, as I said earlier, the, the defense stepped up tonight. Penalties were, were, were huge tonight, it seemed like. Uh, I'm surprised this is it. Nine penalties against the Panthers for 75 yards. Hutch penalized three times for 30 yards. Time of possession still stayed really at the same. Hutch 24-15. Panthers had the ball, had the clock 23-45, so pretty close there. In the in the individual stats, Dylan Edwards, another good night. 16 carries, 171 yards and a touchdown. Mercer Thatcher, 13 carries, 87 and two touchdowns. Derek Covered. Sophomore, four touches, 43 yards and a touchdown. Brock Zerger, two carries, 33 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, the, the touchdowns just keep rolling with the Panthers. Mercer Thatcher gets four for seven for 92 yards. Hayden Brown, probably the go-to receiver we're starting to see right now. Three catches for 65 and a, and a touchdown. And Trayvon Rose had one catch for 25 yards and a touchdown. Very, very impressive stats by the Panthers tonight. Uh, and, and again, in a nutshell, that shows you how dominant they were. Four Hutch, Zach Hogan, 12 touches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Noah Kokar, the speed demon for Hutch, nine touches for 20. Juan Armstrong, four touches for 17. And Dorian Hippen, eight touches for 10 yards. Again, Kokar, all of his passes in the first half, three for six for 34 yards. Zach Hogan had through all three of the catches for his 34 yards. Again, total offense tonight from the Panthers. Just a stunning number. 48 touches, 459 yards. Hutchinson Saltox kept at just 163 by a very stingy Panther defense. And again, as we look at the big scoreboard down there, the staff is so impressive. And, and the all-important stat at the end of the ball game, the Panthers win this one 55 to 6. Yes, Panthers go for though. They will travel or they will be home next week, campus, and uh, it'll be uh, uh, a good home stand for the Panthers. Uh, again, as, as Kevin said, uh, we win this one 55 to 6. This has been Panther Football on Live 105. 105.9 FM. Thanks for listening.